0: shedding layers the whole time you shed a layer when you leave service and and so then the phone goes away and then you shed layer when you like leave your keys now nice. you shed layer when you just have your one pack it just simplifies everything you don't have to worry about anything like backcountry canoeing is just the context it's the setting and it's a beautiful setting for for pretty much any group to come together in you can get a few days where you get in the rhythm of either day tripping or like moving camp. A, a five day feels like a month in a good way. Nice. When people show up, I just see an adventure about to unfold, and that these people are ready and willing to go on an adventure, and that's what I want my life to be made of. When my friends are like, "Let's go on an adventure," I'll flip coins. <laughs> <laughs> nice. One of my big, the biggest decisions ever, I flipped four different coins and they all landed on the 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 way that I wanted to go intuitively that that's what's so pure about being on the road is it's so many gut reactions. Your your mind is actually just being as a tool of like helping you get from point A to B, point B and figuring stuff out. But you're making decisions based on your gut. Yeah. We are our best specialists. We know we we know that there's something not more than a specialist. That thing that came through for me was that giving is receiving this summer. I I realized that it's not a rain check for karma for it to come back at some point that you're wondering, when's this rain check going to cash in? I did something nice for someone. It's, it's the knowing and the understanding and the feeling that it's happening. Uh, Like it's a reciprocity, like uh, immediately it's happening. At the same time, and you're not resistant of like I didn't live. Uh, you are, you're like I, I lived. I was present, and now I'm here. You, you know, did what I, you're supposed to do. Yeah, I'm at the end of the video game. I beat Be, the boss. Or, yeah, you know, like yeah, I did what I was supposed to do. Exactly. I lived this life. I've been honoring my inner child lately, and so the the big thing is that's come through is I like outside more than inside. I yeah, like outside more than inside. So now I'm like, gonna get up in the morning pretending like or not pretending I'm just honoring that inner child so I'm like brush my teeth getting in a cold shower then like getting outside and be like woo you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: woo <laughs> yeah. Ow!
0: yeah, it's special yeah yep. nature is where it's at we all need to spend more time out there
1: all you need you show up Pay attention... YAR... Participate... FAVOURITE... LA 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 LIFE... LA 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 LIFE... Good day, namaste. Welcome to Your Favorite Life. I'm Jeffasaurus Rex, and my goal is to bring you conversations of growth, creativity, and adventure. Hopefully we can shine some light on your path to your favorite life, I'd like to give a shout out to the presenters of this show. The first being a good friend of mine, Derek Clugston, a real estate agent in the Simcoe region. Derek has helped with selling our home, and he's always a pleasure to be around, lightening the mood, keeping things simple, and always bringing some laughs forward. So, thank you, Derek. Your favorite life is also presented by Congen Water a super water that my family and I have discovered from a Japanese ionizing machine. You hook the machine up to your tap water and it gets rid of the chlorine and other junk and then it goes through this electrical process where it splits into alkalized water and acidic water. So you can drink the different types of alkaline water that's full of antioxidants and helps you hydrate better. And then the acidic water can be used for cleaning and sanitizing, it's very cool. And one of my favorite parts is the highest alkaline water that you can actually soak your fruits and vegetables in to remove the pesticides, the germicides, and the ripening agents. It actually revitalizes the fruits and vegetables. It's really, really neat. So I'm grateful i discovered the water, thank you. And if you have any questions about that technology, please reach out I'd be happy to share. Today's episode, I had the pleasure of learning from adventure guide, Chris Kelly from Algonquin, Ontario. Chris shared with me his adventures in nature with his backcountry canoe company, Driftwood Paddle, as well as his transformative moments while traveling the world. Grab your paddle, breathe with the trees and enjoy the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll cut that part out. Why? <laughs> <I'm just joking. laughs>
0: the raw, organic is. Yeah, I'm ready. Like what people can relate to, you know. I'm ready to rock and roll. We're all set up. Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, yeah. you're the one uh, who initiated this. Yeah. So, this is. Uh, Your favorite life podcast with uh, Chris Kelly, CK. I love what you did with the name, S E A. Thank you. And then K E H. Yeah. And like where I understood C, but where's like K E H? I like the
0: nickname. Basically, just phonetically, it sounded right. And then uh, C. I love the C. Yeah. Uh, it's just a different way of going with it. And then K kind of sounds uh, Canadian nice yeah actually yeah adding a
1: little uh fun to life you know your parents give you names sometimes they give you a fun name and maybe sometimes they don't yeah and when you're traveling like i bet you can relate how often someone said hey my name's this it means this Blank. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. and like i feel like that never happens in canada no Not at all maybe like further north and stuff but mm-hmm. uh that gives you the opportunity to be like, yo, I'm going to change my name a bit. Like, that's why I go by Jeffasaurus sometimes. Yeah. Is, it's fun. And people are like, catch them off guard.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They want to pigeonhole you, but like, how do you pigeonhole a dinosaur? Like <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. So
1: this is, uh, we're going to learn about Chris today and cool. uh, maybe a bit about Jeff and our, 100%. our travel stories. I, uh, hopped on a flight all the way to Thornton, Ontario, Canada. And uh, we're in. Uh, Did you make it to Cruising
0: Altitude?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I almost, almost stopped at the 27 Diner. Ooh. The, and uh, yeah, we're gonna. I wanna know, uh, I, um, I saw you on Facebook a few times after you came to my storytelling show a couple years ago. And I've just been following your journey, and I saw in your Facebook title, adventure guide and I thought like that's so awesome um it resonated and I reached out and I just wanted to say this quick thing like how people meet in life I was thinking about it on the drive over here like sometimes you can you know go out to get some food and you end up talking to someone in line and you become friends Mm -hmm. like that can happen and then sometimes like you meet people um through other people and through this long line of scenarios and so i was thinking about like how did i meet chris i'm like okay he came to my mo monday show and i met him because i knew his friend aaron who i was recommended it was aaron right yeah i recommended aaron from this lady who worked at rogers someone told me to go to rogers for my show and then because they had a show and then i met that lady because i went to a psychic fair Uh, who my sister took me to so I like spun it all back and it went all the way to like my sister which it was just kind of wild like and then you know now we're sitting here and we're doing a podcast and so I know Tony Robbins says stuff like oh yeah like you know were you guided and so you know you have to you were talking about that earlier like following the steps Mm -hmm. Um, and eventually things will work out if you keep you know paying attention and so I think that's kind of how this we're doing this episode right now Um, how we met which is neat and maybe you can comment on like
0: you know maybe how you met doing being an adventure guide okay yeah yeah uh yeah first it is really interesting that how we met I totally forgot that my best friend Aaron was involved in it because I I thought of the the most recent connection with Julie and uh, if that was recommended And we have mutual, other mutual friends. Yeah, 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 which is crazy. Um, Yeah, how I became an adventure guide was, I mean, a story that's still unfolding. It's, uh, (laughs) it's, it started being an adventure guide from coming back from traveling and wanting to be up at the lake where I'd spent most of my summers, uh, spending time with my brother up there and wanting to live up there and knowing that we needed to find work. being competent in finding work because that was a skill that we needed to cultivate while traveling. Uh, and my brother went and started asking like local outfitters about starting a business because we wanted to start one ourselves. Kieran was definitely a driving force in that. Um, and that like take action guy. Yeah, maybe. I was more just, I was, I was dating a girl at the time and it was just in, enjoying the summer Uh, being home for the first time in a couple of years and uh, two and a half years, especially in the summer. And yeah, he asked a a local eco retreat that we had grown up close to in, in our summers about starting a business. And they said, come work for us. And so my brother started working there that summer and then they needed some extra help come September, right around this time, actually. And so I did my certification and wilderness first responder, and uh, and started working. I guided an eclect- eclectic mix of trips that September, like a family group from Belgium, an army training exercise, a high school group, and a youth homeless shelter. Wow. And so it was like four trips that were very diverse, uh, but really allowed me to feel the love of guiding of being in nature, of leading people, and allowing nature to really have an impact, a lasting impact on them. And uh, and for me, it felt like an adventure. Like I had come back from traveling and, and thought, where am I going to get this adventure? I thought I'd have to book another plane ticket to do so, or at least like, hop in a car and do a road trip. And, and I, was, I was able to do it from this place that ha- had shaped me in a lot of ways that I'm still discovering up at uh, Round Lake on the northwest corner of Algonquin.
1: Nice, mm-hmm. and you started a company called Driftwood Paddle? Yeah,
0: so fast forward, that was 2013, fast forward close to 10 years now. We have, my brother and I worked for that one company for a number of years, and then we also worked for a few others, which helped us uh, understand what we wanted to create, and we started Driftwood Paddle in 2018, in the fall of 2018. And uh, yeah, we're, we're growing organically, and having an amazing time doing so and meeting so many great people amazing yeah
1: I think that's such a great way to learn about something is to like you work for another company like learn the ropes and is this for me mm-hmm. and you know that's great skills to acquire um is to actually do it firsthand mm-hmm. and then uh, and then go from there and then like you said organically and then it just People come into your life, and all those different diverse groups. I think that's great, and being Mister uh, Adventure Guide. that's I still love that because um, I told you that story, right? I was like reading the this Canadian buckleless in this book, and this lady like was taking people up a mountain and she's like, oh yeah, you know, we just go on these trails and then we do yoga at the top of the mountain and I'm reading this book and I like looked up and it's like, I have to quit my job. Yeah. Because um, it just, something resonated, um, which is kind of neat when that happens in life where it's just like, like a light bulb goes on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then probably like when you're out in nature and stuff, you, you start tapping more into that. Mm-hmm. Like when
0: nature's reflecting to you and talking to you. Um absolutely it's been such a journey to the thing that i love about guiding uh and especially running my own business is that i'm allowed to grow myself and then i can allow i can create like driftwood grow to fit me uh as opposed to a lot of professions as the the job as you grow as the your position grows and your your personality kind of has to grow around the job in some respects uh you you grow to sh- the, the job shapes you where i'm able to put your foot to let um, myself shape the job okay uh, or at the, at the beginning it felt like very much that i was an adventure guide but i was like a sherpa so to speak in regards to not to use that word out of context, but I would guide, cook, carry, etc. where now I'm like identifying my areas and skills that I've, I've uh, picked up along the way and, and understanding different ways that I'm able to lead as well as uh, I want to run a natural movement trip. So start taking natural movement courses and then running those trips or men's group trips where I can continue to, as I grow, to just create a trip because backcountry canoeing is just the context. It's the setting, and it's a beautiful setting for for pretty much any group to come together in.
1: Nice. Uh, I was going to say, like, what's that like? So you get, you know, a group of people sign up, you get an email, and you're like, oh, we want to come on this this event can you put this trip together for us we want to go on a canoe trip yes and you and your brother will you know send them packages, kind of our options and then these people show up yeah and you know this is just one trip and so now you're going to spend the next three days like you're probably with them for a lot of the trip too i'm sure they have like some private time um mm-hmm. but yeah that must be interesting like because you never know y- you really the de- what's about to develop um Not only do you have to have good people skills um, and be a good leader, but you're you're also like you're being shaped, like you said. These people are coming to you, and you're gonna take them on this trip. Mm -hmm. um, But they're also like bringing their own wild to you.
0: That word just came out, but yeah, yeah, I I like Like, it. Yeah, like what's that like? Yeah, it's amazing and exhilarating. Uh, I think of of early times traveling, hopping on a bus and realizing a lot of the, the travelers were were from uh, North America. And at that time I was quite young. we have been traveling for quite some time and all the travelers we had met were non-English speaking first language. And early on it was definitely a, a really stark contrast. And though it was so amazing traveling through uh, France and Italy to come onto this bus, and find like a bunch of North Americans, mostly Canadians, uh, it would, I just felt like we're already friends. Uh, and so nice. Yeah. (laughs) I remember saying, and now I see that as now that my comfort and skills grown, I see as just everyone is a friend. Uh, but that was a moment where I remember I was one of the younger ones on the bus because I traveled that I traveled Europe when I was 19 and uh, a lot of them were traveling after say, after university or it was a honeymoon etc but mostly young people so to speak and when I I went around the bus it was like where are you from where are you from and most like I said most people are from Canada I was like we're partying tonight (laughs) I didn't know what that was going to mean or what what would come of that but we we had a great party that night uh, all sharing an amazing dinner in this small mountainous town in in uh just outside of the Spezia in Cinque Terre, Italy. And first time I ever had wine and they're served in like these big, huge carafes. But the point of my story is that that's how I see when people show up, I just see an adventure about to unfold and that these people are ready and willing to go on an adventure. And that's what I want my life to be made of. When my friends are like, let's go on an adventure. Uh, I'm super fired up uh, and or I'm usually the one that's creating these adventures. So for someone to come to me and and be like, let's do this uh, I trust you Then it just flows from there and and I just trust the process and trust my skills and I like to tailor-make every every trip to to the clients to the group
1: nice mm-hmm. there's so much flexibility and creativity it sounds like we yeah. driftwood paddle and I love the line, like, we're already friends. I 100% resonate with that. Like, (laughs) when you go to a hostel, like, in Europe, and, you know, you were doing something at that moment where you're living a dream, you're traveling through Europe, Mm -hmm. and you're meeting someone else who's also living their dream. Yes. So instantly, like you said, that should be your tagline for your adventure company, we're already friends. Yeah. And, uh, And, you know, I remember, yeah, just... Being in a hostel and like, like many times, you're walking up the stairs with your big bag, crossing pass with someone on the stairs in the same hostel, and you say, "Oh hey, hey, what's your name? Where are you from? Like you want to walk and see the 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 city?" And they're like, "Sure, yeah." yeah. <laughs> it's like that's it. Boom, you're in. Yeah, and or it's like. Uh, yeah, people, you're cooking in the little kitchen in the hostel. And like, so this girl came in one time with a bottle of wine. She's like, Want some wine? I was like, Sure, do you want some rice? Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, fantastic. Yeah. It reminds you of playing hockey, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you join a hockey team and you've got like 16 instant brothers. Yeah. Um, so I think that's funny. Like, the people, they're coming to you ready to go on an adventure. Mm-hmm. And you're like, This is awesome. You have that interest. Already, which that's how you connect with people initially. It's like you find an interest. That's it. and uh, that's neat. Where they they have this same like passion for adventure, and that's like one of my favorite words too. Is uh, so that's such a cool job. Um, One
0: of your favorite words is passion. uh, Adventure, yeah, adventure, yeah, yeah, of
1: course, yeah. I think uh, whether it's going on a three day, ten day trip in Algonquin. Um, with you and your brother and your other guides Mm -hmm. or doing like trying a new restaurant like seriously it's like there's you can find smaller adventures and yeah why why don't you talk about like how you got into traveling like you you and your brother have done a lot of traveling yeah and you know growing up I guess in the area and then you had a camp or cottage in Algonquin Mm -hmm. area yeah like what made you get on a flight and book that ticket boom it's booked like yeah and you're 19 maybe or was it before that that you wanted to go on go to another country and
0: see what the other side of the ocean looks like yeah yeah I mean I feel like I could come up with different reasons uh, for it there's there's definitely like the the catalyst what what led me to Europe and what led me to Australia my two big trips Uh I think my my parents were always very supportive. They had done a bit of traveling in their upbringing, uh, more so solo. Uh, they weren't from wealthy families, and and so I think it was just like those were big moments in their lives. Uh, that when they share stories uh, on an energetic level, it, it seemed like they were really happy uh, at the when they when they shared those stories and when we'd meet friends that were tied to it or or look at photos so then that might have been the start of it we also had a camper van so we'd go up north to the lake that we now have driftwood and stay at my aunt and uncle's place uh, or go to different irish dues or newfie dues and run around and, and be free and and but like live that simple life out of the van of like Sandwiches, peanut butter and jam sandwiches, or maybe like soup and grilled cheese on a cold day. And, and so we just learned to live in that, live with little, th- with it, live that simple life. Uh, and then spending time up North, on my aunt and uncles, it was a very basic land. And then they eventually built a cottage, but we still always lived in the van or, or a tent trailer. Uh, and then we got our land and it was virgin. And, uh, made it uh, accommodating for a trailer. So again, those were all like skills that we're cultivating just to like survive with, with like not be reliant on specific things and live uncomfortably, but like find, find comfort, but find like life in the, in that uncomfort and, and, uh, and just trying to figure things out and imagination and creativity. And yeah, I was finishing high school and a friend of mine that I just we were friends all the way through elementary and high school, but we were just like part of the same clique uh, But never really hung out one-on-one We hung out that weekend happened to go up to his cottage um, And I was getting into just biking and I said you should get a bike We can bike together And he said his parents really wanted him to go to Europe and I was like, oh, that's that sounds crazy What, what like what is that? entail?" <laughs> Yeah. yeah, your parents want you to go to Europe. That's amazing. You're amazing parents. Yeah. You're going to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, uh, I, I, I see that as parents. It's like, like if I have kids, like, yeah, yeah, like you have to do a backpacking trip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 100% for sure. <laughs> yeah, like, just to, to see, like, what it adds, right, to uh, to your child. Like, again, I, I think everything is based on experiences. When mm. I have kids, um, just get them to experience so much and it doesn't have to be like all these like consumerism things of, of constantly going to things that cost money. It's like going, walking out in the rain, playing in mud, but yeah, going to the movies and blue jay games and those things as well. But just experiencing everything, you know, getting in some cold water, get like being out in the heat, you know, yeah. just working with everything and, and, and treating my child, my children, like, like they're young adults in a sense like being very playful but at the same time like how do you feel right now you know get them to honor their feelings yeah and their emotions uh so i ended up saying well maybe i can go to europe we started in ireland which was a nice launch pad because i ha- had family there uh they and, spoke english there they like, spoke english exactly <laughs> that's why i went to portugal my
1: first time in well one of my first times in europe because i was like heard they speak pretty good english there i'll start there nice yeah um so keep going that's you went wow. there. that's like great trial them. advice it's like if you're gonna go somewhere like trying if it's your first like big trip like yeah don't go somewhere where like you know you look at the signs and it's just their language and there's no like english underneath like some countries you know have both and like For you, sure. like when i was in poland like like yeah it was harder to speak english with some people there yeah um Versus, you know, if you go to Germany, um, and I love Poland, just saying, like, sometimes the English uh, is more commonly spoken. So, for sure, yeah, you
0: went to Ireland. Yeah, that, I mean, family there and another bonus. Yeah, like to comment on that, I feel like it's like the next level. You can skip that level and you'll make it by, but it's definitely like a more uh, just smooth way of transitioning into like, yeah, yeah fending for yourself. Uh, and thriving as opposed to surviving is to yeah, go somewhere that you speak English, right? Yeah, don't, uh, don't
1: take too big of a leap. Yeah, I mean, or choose your battles. Like 100%. know when you can take a big leap and you're probably going to fail, but at least you're not going to like fail miserably. But um, fail forward. <laughs> fail forward. Yeah. There
0: you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I had family there. and I had never been and heard a lot of stories about Ireland because my, my dad's family is from there. And uh, so family picked me up, us up from the airport, really treated us like gold, took us around, and then we got taken to another area where I had other family. And and then, then we traveled some of Ireland on our own, uh, which was like the start of it, trying to find like accommodations in the pouring rain with our backpacks and feeling like a little like, out of our comfort zone, I remember us being like a little kind of frustrated, but uh, figuring it out, getting on a, on a ferry to go across to France. Nice. And it was like crazy rough seas. I remember there's like a sailing regatta. We heard after that was happening at the same time, like some serious, like rescuing had to take place. And I remember we paid the extra money uh, for a, like a, a bed or bedroom and so it was like real tiny room but like way down in the in the hall which is good because you have less uh like rocking yeah which causes seasickness and so you're like down like basically below sea level and it was still rough down there but I remember being up in like the main area where everyone's chilling and it was rocking, rocking and all of a sudden rah, like people started puking <laughs> everywhere. And so we like scampered down to our room and we were kind of laying like flat like, kind of I don't know I'm pitching like a, a dog in a boat like trying not to like slip around and I'm laying on my belly and just jam myself in but I had an amazing sleep woke up to like the pounding on the door from one of the boat attendees saying get out and uh, walking through and then being in France in this little town uh, Ross Lair they yeah, didn't I have like there. a, a
1: a buzzer back then or something it's like i mean it's probably only like 10 years ago right yeah it's like there's a guy he had to go to every door and like the whole ferry pretty much get yeah off the ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that <laughs> was his job we're going back soon
0: <laughs> yeah we didn't really have any intentions of where to go and, and it worked out super well like any plans we got to paris and my buddy mark's like ex-girlfriend was uh was modeling there and so they hung out like a couple 19 year olds i think she was 18 at the time in paris like pretty special i think he was trying to rekindle the relationship and but it was just beautiful to be there like to hang out under the eiffel tower to wander around to be free or the first night we almost slept on a park bench because uh couldn't find a place to stay (laughs) yeah and found a, a hotel that the guy said, "If you go everywhere and can't find a place, so we ended up back there at like two a.m. We're like, seriously. So he gave us this room that actually had a view of the Eiffel Tower, but it was like completely under under renovations, like paint cans and like uh, bed sheets like up like for yeah. But it it was great from France to Cannes, Monaco, Nice, back to Cannes because we liked it. Uh, obviously, there's so many stories riddled within there. So. That's
1: cool when you go back to a place." you'd already been to. like yeah. I like, remember I had the option in Slovenia and a group, Ooh. one group was going to Croatia for the day and the night and it was like a one hour train ride or something. And so I could have done that mm-hmm. or like went and saw this random blues band like at this pool place and i was like i don't know there's something about this town and i actually came back to this town for the second time so i decided to stay instead of going to a new country which was kind of weird Mm -hmm. um and it was like great choice like had an amazing night this blues band was incredible it was just like such a very like local night yeah where it was very authentic to that small town and um But yeah, it's kind of neat. It's not always about going to... It's not always about, like, novelty. um, But also, like, when you're traveling, like, when you do find stuff that... Places and people that feel good, like, make sure you're... Yeah, you're getting to...
0: You're diving deep into those places while you're there. Yeah. So well said, and I resonate completely because... uh, Resonate uh, completely because that's that's definitely been a theme of my traveling is going back to places over and over again or spending a lot of time diving deep in a country like uh when i went to asia for example i spent two months in vietnam where i definitely could have covered most of southeast asia in that time right but like no regrets and actually when i think of asia like i think of wanting to go back to it and it's not You got to like check yourself to make sure it's not like a comfort thing like, oh, I know that place. And so I'm just going to go back. Yeah, Uh, there are obviously other places, but there's something to be said. It's like getting to know someone else new, you know, rather than you already you already know a bit of the culture. And and now there's areas that you want to explore a bit more. It's like building a relationship with a country.
1: Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How, how does one check their themselves? I like
1: that. What do you mean? You were like you're like you know you gotta check yourself like and make sure it's the right move. So I'm curious like, how does one check themselves? Yeah. I think it's just like. Or too- how do you check yourself? Like when you have to make a decision. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, take a second. Like I, I think about it too.
0: Yeah, I feel like the path I'm on now. It 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 would talk about like tapping into. Like your true nature, but I think back then it was just, it was a gut reaction. And I think that's what's so pure about being on the road is it's so many gut reactions. Your your mind, is actually just being as a tool of like helping you get from point A to B, point B and figuring stuff out. But you're making decisions based on your gut. Yeah. Uh, and so, I I think that's what traveling was why it's so. It, addicting and so satisfying and delicious because you're you're living that true self. Yeah, it yeah, perfect. I I was gonna say
1: I've learned now being thirty one and when I was traveling to Europe at twenty four. Yeah. Like <laughs> you'll appreciate this. It's like <laughs> I went to Europe at twenty four and you know stayed in a ton of different on ton of different couches with people I didn't know and I think at times I would leave my passport like under the rug at their place or something I was like I was kind of just I didn't want anybody to steal it or that I didn't want to lose it or my, sometimes my wallet or whatever and then fast forward to when I went to Nepal like two or three years ago the first day I got there I was like do I lock up my stuff at the hostel? like do are you supposed to do that like or do i do i bring my passport with me when i'm walking around Mm -hmm. like what if i lose it or something like and i couldn't remember what i did when i was in europe i was like i feel like i didn't even think about this like i said i would leave my passport under the rug sometimes but the point of the story is i feel like when i was traveling when i was younger like you're saying it was more of a gut reaction and i was able to not overthink things yes and i was much uh more in the flow, whereas now, it's when you're at a social interaction or social group, you know, you're like, "How's my body language?" You're like, I'm not in. Inter- don't interrupt. Like, you know, wait till they're done talking, right? You got all that. You're thinking a lot, which is great. You're like, you're an adult. You're yes. like being polite, and um, whereas when I was younger, I feel like, yeah, maybe I did interrupt more than I do now, but. At least I was living a, a little bit more naturally and, and spontaneously, yes. which I love, and I'm trying to, yeah, cultivate that more. Being as I get older too, like finding a balance. Yeah. Um, but I just thought that was funny because, yeah, I definitely was a lot more free thinking and free feeling traveling in Europe when I was 24 yes. versus doing stuff nowadays where you know, you check, I have to check myself, like do a scan, but, um, by that question, I, unless you want to comment on that.
0: Yeah. Um, the, the one thing that came up for me was, I feel like when, when you are living that, like kind of kindred spirit, uh, uh, when you're saying that you're just free, I'm picturing like being at the beach or being, or camping and you just got everything in your tent and you're just like, I want to go swimming now. Yeah. Think yeah. About, well, what am I going to wear? And like, what if this gets wet? It's just going. And I feel like, yeah, maybe you interrupted more, but if you're coming from a place of, of freedom and, and love, etc., as opposed to like, where I, f- I feel like if when people interrupt now, it's a lot has to do with like the mind, like needing to feel heard, to feel, uh, to like cultivate appreciation or recognition or back in the day, it was just like you being you. And so there's a different energetic exchange
1: yeah, that happens yeah. like,
0: when you're just being your true nature, yourself. Uh, uh, I think you can still be polite and and be a bit wild. Yeah. Sure. Like yeah. Yeah, great word. And
1: yeah, being playful and being wild and being a kid, like tapping back into good i remember when i came home from europe that was something that came up for me on my trip was i wanted to tap back into what i was like as a kid so Mm. i started going through like all these old home videos and we're at we're like that's amazing yeah we're at the house that you grew up in right yeah um so because we forget that even today i was at my my uh business group that i go to once a week and just for like five seconds i was looking around the room and sometimes i try and picture them like what they were like when they were five years old yeah and we're just all grown up now um like oh yeah that was like the really loud kid in class and like that was the really smart kid and like and the quiet kid or whatever um (laughs) But
0: um, that's awesome that you're doing that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've been doing the same lately. It's, it's super fun. Like, Cause you can see the inner child in people like with the little things. Uh, like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah, they're just in different bodies. And mm-hmm. um,
1: I guess what I meant, like, how do you check yourself? I guess I was referring to like, you like to journal right now. And I was, you were doing some journaling or reflection. I guess like I would say, Yeah, if if someone asked me, someone asked me to go to Europe about a year ago, and I was like, it was a tough decision. I was like, should I go? Is this right? And it was kind of, it was a tricky decision. I couldn't, I didn't know what was right. Yes, and so as in like check yourself. I guess that's what I was referring to. And what I did was. You know, I did a med- like a 45-minute meditation. I've never meditated for that long, but I was like, I'm gonna s- this is a big decision. I'm just going to go sit for 45 minutes, close my eyes and breathe and see what comes up. Yeah. Like, you know, after the first 20 minutes, it's usually the typical stuff that you're like thinking about. But then, like you were talking about earlier, like that song came up for you. Um, yes. So once you kind of pass that threshold, it's interesting what comes up. So I did like a meditation uh, I think I asked some people what they saw and what else did I do? It's how to make decisions yeah give yourself a deadline like mm-hmm. but yeah how do you check yourself yeah go into nature like what what kind of
0: what do you, what do you do for yourself to um, validate a decision or a feeling mm-hmm. like I've, I've been notorious and notoriously indecisive um, but I like I, like we spoke about it, upon reflection, I do still tend to listen to my intuition. Uh, something recently I did My Human Design, which is, uh, hmm. what would you call it? Just like a modality. Uh, it it like, combines a lot of different philosophies from like Eastern philosophies to different religions. And you put in your, your date of birth and, and uh, time of birth, location, um, and it tells you basically your, your design. And it, it spoke that I spoke to the fact that I am very uh, intuitive. And so I've been trying to honor that recently where the first thing that I feel is what I act on because it kind of precedes the mental chatter. And like we spoke about earlier, mental <laughs> chatters, yeah. calculations, etc. Whereas if you just listen, it's like, hell yeah, then then just give it a yes and then you can calculate Okay, how it can work this out scheduling, but it's already a yes. You know, it's not allowing your mind to make the decision. Uh, in the past, like I, I, I do all sorts of things. Like I still use like, I'll write, I'll, I'll do poetry. I've done like some poetry for some big decisions where it just is starts with something like one line that just turns into something. Uh, and then all flip coins. <laughs> <laughs> nice. One of my big, the biggest decisions ever. I flipped four different coins and they all landed on the, the, the way that I wanted to go intuitively that my, my, my parents were supportive either way, but my parents from a cr- half, halfway across the world were definitely, Hey, you're, I was making really good money, paying off student loans. And they're like, God, like we love this adventure that that you have the opportunity, but also you can pay off your loans in like a few months. So I can understand where they're coming from, uh, but the coins didn't lie, and uh, and I, and I went. But uh, yeah, so all sorts of different modalities. I I've never. I don't think I've ever flipped a coin. That's, yeah,
1: uh, yeah, maybe for not too grand of a decision, but. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Or, or, or I mean, Hey, if that's, that's how you live your life. Flip a coin, go, go for after sure. it. Um, part of you, it's like a decision. It's when I had said, se- uh, when I would said I got asked to go to Europe, like a part of me wanted to go for sure. Mm-hmm. So obviously like there's, there's value in going. Um, but a part of me also didn't want to go. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it's nice at least, you know that's where the indecisiveness comes from. Like you look at you. There's value in both, and, and no matter what decision you make, it's just a different path you're going to take. Like maybe you'll you'll end up in Europe
0: anyway. Potentially, it's like yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like uh, I ended up getting a, a good paying job when I got home a few months later, and uh, and was able to pay off my student loan. So yeah, uh, yeah. I think it is nice, though, to sit with things for a while. Like, try not to, like, if you're going in circles, recognize that. Yeah. Uh, Because you don't want to, like, use too much energy up. But, uh, yeah. I wanted... Knowing yourself. I wanted to say the... uh, (laughs) I can't
1: believe this makes so much sense, but I said it to you when we were out for dinner. I said, like, when you're playing a video game and you get to the end... And you're at the boss and the first attempt at the boss you always get so far yeah and then you're at the boss and like you almost kill the boss and like you just need to hit him one more time but he gets you like in donkey kong or mario yeah yeah and so then you go and you go back and you got to start the level again and you got to beat the little bosses like to get to the big boss um But after that first round, like, it takes, like, 10 attempts to just get back to the boss. Yeah. Because you start overthinking it, and you've, like, you disrupted the flow, and you start calculating, and you're... You just... And you're too excited, and you want to just get there or something. But I always thought... I just thought that was funny about video games and, like, how, how that could be in any comparison to... I love what you said. Yeah. Like, your first feeling and yeah malcolm gladwell i think talked about that in blink the book he said it yeah i I said that too it's like okay if this was the matrix like and i was like here's the red pill here's the blue pill you got five seconds yeah and like after five seconds like you're gonna make a decision oh yeah and and it's interesting like the one that you would make because it's like if you don't make the
0: decision like that's not allowed but no (laughs) (laughs) you gotta pick one I think that's a problem. One of the issues in society is that people choose not to choose. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: But, uh, that's a good, that's a good, uh, that must be a good exercise. You have like 10 questions and then like you go through them, you, know, you got five seconds to answer each one. Ooh. And then that must like, that probably helps you tap into your intuition. Like,
0: yeah, definitely. That, that would be a good one. I'd, I want to c- circle back to what you, what you're saying. Oh, about, uh, the boss. like i feel like a a drop of self-doubt can cloud the water of of uh, confidence so so uh so much so like that it takes a while for that like doubt to settle and like beating the video games etc and uh, and then when you go into it like where it's like something new and you're like you're kind of innocent to it and but you already you have the skills then then you can work your way through it, and then and then you ha- then that self doubt creeps in. It's a, I th- I think it's a testament to like our capabilities of of our. Um, subconscious like our subconscious is super capable. For example, I did a natural movement course called MoveNet recently, and the, the trainer was amazing, and he spoke about that in regards to when we we're doing uh, precision jumping. And I felt like I would like run up to it and then like kind of stutter step. And he said, "You don't need to stutter step right before. You can stutter step like 10, 15 feet back and allow your subconscious to calculate everything, and it'll do it. And just being empowered that way was amazing. He says it's like your subconscious is a supercomputer, and when you're when you let your mind in, it's like a DOS 2.0 like OG <laughs> computer that it, when they work together. It just lags it all up and it slows everything down and causes glitches. Like, and that's what it feels like in your body or when you're like, oh, why did I fall in that a hole? Glitch, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> why did I fall in that hole? hole? <laughs> I had to like you're like running fast in Maryland and then you just gotta slide your finger to jump and like a yeah. the hole, you know. <laughs> so like just trusting and recognizing that uh, intuition and that uh, subconscious ability. And, and staying rooted in that, and, and again, keeping the mind as, as a tool, a useful tool, and, and yeah, as, a, as, a, as a pilot.
1: Yeah, that's really well described. Like finding that flow state, it makes me think about playing an instrument. Like, I never did this with any of my Dragon Boat teams, but I had done it in the past, and I saw it in the movie, this rowing movie, where he, the coach told him, to all close their eyes like when they're paddling for, yeah um because they have to do it together and then if you close your eyes like then you really have to like kind of turn your mind off wow and, and feel um yeah good good strategy to uh and like you said it's a tool so you know use your mind when you're getting organized and you're trying to organize your space and you know your friends and your time and and evaluate your life and then also when you're having fun and going on adventures and tapping into nature like feel and then nature will speak to you or energy whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. yeah like you have any moments on this is kind of a question like any moments traveling that changed your perspective um, made you someone you met um, or, or something that you didn't think you'd ever do or like it's just you weren't expecting and you had this revelation.
0: It's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything, any growing experiences traveling? Like I think like the, 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 the state in which I grow is like climbing mountain. It's just slow and steady. Uh, so I definitely could think of a lot of things. The one thing that came up right away and I try to <laughs> I always honor that, uh, is, when I was living in the Solomon Islands, I was at the last time I was there. I was living with a family. And where's the Solomon Islands? It's like a, a group of islands. If you go up the east coast of Australia, and then you go across from the top, you get to Papua New Guinea, and then ha- and and on to Java. So to the left, if you're going west, it turns into in the Indonesian islands. Okay. And to the right, it turns into the. Uh, Papua New Guinea islands like the mainland and then Papua New Guinea islands and then and then it, then from there it turns into the Solomon Islands okay because yeah. my mind obviously needed to know where
1: the Solomon yeah Island, yeah of course or my heart like <laughs> yeah I didn't I was curious I never heard
0: of that you're in Solomon Islands yeah that's how I originally got there was I sailed there for a different reason I wanted to learn how to sail but yeah this is like to speak to the fact of like building a relationship with the country and the people in it. I This was my fourth or fifth time going back in like so many months, like a year or less. And, uh, and so I just flew, I just took my flight. I'm like, okay, hey, I'm going back. Uh, it was kind of a haywire. I had missed a flight due to connections, etc. cetera. And uh, which actually is funny because we were talking about missing flights. And uh, I was there, fast forward, I'm living in this little village with like mom, dad, three kids, the, the, the father's parents lived in another little hut and the impactful story besides for the whole time was amazing. I was there for three months at that point. I stayed with this family for a month and it was an uncertain amount of time I'd be staying with them. I was waiting for this priest to go hike through the highlands. Cause I, a friend of mine had an older friend that had done humanitarian work there uh, had said bring clothes for the people of the highlands and so I brought like a bunch of like sweaters and pants etc and so I was waiting for that for the priest to be ready to go for this walk because it's a very uh, precarious and complex journey up into the highlands and people are either coming down and going back up to get supplies or they're just like they've already been down they're going back up so get through would be difficult I mean I probably would do it now and just like ask hey who's going to this village and just, and just stay in a village until someone's going to that village actually first time thinking about that that would be amazing <laughs> uh, and and so I stayed with this family and I remember that someone had passed away in the village next door and so we were all going to this, to this funeral or uh, it wasn't so much a funeral it was more Just the families getting together, and there was a lot of crying and being there for the family. And so, the language is quite, the language barrier was interesting there because they spoke of pigeon English because there was a lot of influence from the war. It was a big area of uh, content. Uh, What's the word for it? Basically, that area they wanted, the Japanese and the Americans both wanted it. Japanese wanted it because it was within air striking distance of Australia. And so it was the biggest ocean battle, like sea-to-sea battle, that the they say the world's ever seen out in front. It's called Iron Bottom Sound out in front of Guadalcanal. Um, so there's a pidgin English spoken that unites all the whole country, which is amazing because otherwise there's like, I think, hundreds of different tribal languages throughout the country. Wow. Yeah. And so you can pick up. Pigeon English because it's quite a simple uh, language of like only eight hundred words, and some one word will mean a variety of different things. So I was able to pick it up, Uh, but it would still be still. I wasn't still one hundred percent sure what we were talking about, but I I could also got a sense for just feeling it from being in like the Asian countries that I didn't know any words, Um, and so we went to this funeral or this gathering and I asked where Dennis was, which was the grandfather. And he just said, uh, Kalisto, which was the father, said he's he's just at home. And I'm like, why is that? And he's always watching your things. And so there's, what I realized in that culture is that there was no, there was no like trying to make anyone feel guilty. It was just matter of fact. If you asked for something or asked to do something, it was either like a yes or a no. Uh, or if we're doing something you know just anything where where i like related it to to the to how we operate in western culture where it's so much pleasantries that it's it's kind of you get it's just such a waste of time and like you have to you feel like if someone asks you a question that you just don't want to say no because yeah you know, unfortunately not and give a reason which is like it's crazy i think and that it, it didn't dawn on me until i had this interaction that Not only did dennis stay and watch my things which was super kind uh but it was it was just it is what it what it was you know they they stayed back and and he stayed back to watch my things uh which i didn't ask him to or anything and that would have been a perfectly good reason why he wasn't there and he probably went down to the village the next day and uh and it, it was beautiful it was that that simple way of living of just saying no or yes or they're doing that and at first I felt bad. I'm like, no, he should be here. And just the way, again, the energy, the way that Kalista said, like, no, no, that's just the way it is. Like, almost like you don't get worked up because, like, I don't want your, <laughs> I don't want you being upset, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so that was that was a big shift, and it was one of those things uh, that's it's taken me like some time and like how I changed my my language when when people ask about hey are you available here and i just say no i'm not uh thanks for the opportunity or like i might add that in it but not saying like not get, having to give a reason yeah, yeah like beating around the bush and be like oh unfortunately not i would have really loved to da, da.
1: or it's but i had to go do this yeah. thing so you make them feel like that you're not saying no because you don't actually want to be there yeah and you're like yeah and then in the world like we live in now where we have like so many friends on facebook and there's like lots of stuff happening and you do have to say no yeah it's like you want to be at everything
0: for sure um
1: but you're like yeah no i can't be there because i'm at my cousin's birthday party <laughs> yeah my,
0: you just say i'm yeah. not available yeah, yeah and the thing is it's like i love that it's so refreshing. and The thing is, is it's just like we were talking about. Well, I was talking about a buddy yesterday with working with vulnerable youth, is that you don't need to butter anything up. It it your actions show. So like the next time, like yeah, I'm available, and you show up and you're there. That there starts to be like a trust built. You know, like this person's gonna not show up when they're not unable to, and they're gonna show up when they are. So it it's not of this like fluff, like oh they might come if they're feeling like it, etc. And Sorry, the one thing, like, thinking about uh, um, things that really changed me is just, like, I have this amazing trust in, in humanity, and uh, oftentimes, what people want to ask about traveling, and they ask, like, what's the scariest thing that happened to you? And, uh, and really nothing, to be honest with you. And it's, like, that guy, Kalisto, I was just on the boat with him, going out, this, like, passenger cargo ferry, and he said, where are you staying? I said, I don't know. And he said, you're staying with me. And like, I just <laughs> stayed with him for him and his family for a month. Like, and then right after I thought they would just keep living. And I was in the capital and is I saw ran into him, which was like a 17 hour boat ride. Oh, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, I'm working on this boat now because uh, I want to save money for the kids school. And I ran into the wife who was like gone to see her parents in like a different province. Cause like the women always leave there. Area to live where the man's from, and so just realizing that their life they they probably stopped their life not stopped, but like they flowed through their life with me in it be like, We're we, he's our guest, we're gonna take care of him, and then they went off and did their stuff. But like the amount of people that just opened their doors with and knowing that I'm like a westerner and that I definitely have a more opportunity, etc but not expecting anything of that. And and really would treat me more like I'd have to oftentimes say like, no, no, like I'm eating the same as you guys or yeah. uh, I'm sleeping. You're not giving me your bed. Like I'm sleeping on the floor and, and the resistance there, them wanting to be accommodating to almost a fault. And uh, that was so humbling that, that to treat people like, just just because someone's not your best friend or your family that you can still treat people like like you love them you know that they are an amazing being and 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 uh, a special person that's passing through your life and you have an opportunity to really like share moments and, and 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 serve them and I really felt taken care of while I traveled
1: yeah I felt that a lot too in different cultures where you did that eh? they're like me and my sister were in barbados and this
0: together thing. you traveled with your sister yeah cool. we,
1: we went to barbados and we actually were we met a barbadian friend i'm not sure if they're called Barbadians. <laughs> i feel like that's kind of like uh um but uh anchorman like Barbadian <laughs> Barbadian <laughs> and uh met an amazing uh human cool from barbados yeah and and she was also hosting this this couple from Austria and and I think we had just eaten me and my sister and they had like they were making like sandwiches or something they only had like two sandwiches or something I forget what it was and they're like oh you 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 should eat with us and I was like no we just stayed it's okay you've only got two sandwiches and me and my sister weren't eating a lot either because it was um we were being mindful of our spendings yeah and uh I didn't want to use the word expensive, (laughs) so, yeah, yeah, and, uh, but they were so, like, no, no, like, they, they, like, cut their sandwich into, like, fours, and they're, like, you have to eat this, and I was, like, wow, that's so kind of you, and um, same thing in Poland, like, the one girl was, like, no, like, I'll sleep on the couch, like, you can have uh, my bed, like, we treat our guests, like, royalty, and it's, there's, like, resistance from me, right, Yeah. I love like the people pleasing thing like I'm I do that a lot and it I mean it is helpful like when you you're saying someone messages you and you say oh I I can't be there because I am doing this other thing and yes. you're like telling them that so that they're like oh like Jeff's like you know he's not just he actually does like me or whatever yeah, yeah. it is like a people pleasing thing right yeah yeah, yeah. Like, I guess that's helpful in one way, but at the same time, it's,
0: um, it can be, it, you can go too far, Yes, I, I think there's the levels of it. I think, like, saying what you're doing, like, makes sense, but, you know, or, you know, the the ones where you're just, like, really fluffing it up, like, yeah, I would have been there, but, you know, like, this and this. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't have to say that. It's, like, yeah. it's, it's cool, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like there's so many things that happen in the summertime. It's like, oh yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, and oftentimes a person just maybe just doesn't want to go. So like, just just say like, I'm just not feeling it. You know. Yeah. And, uh, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. I uh, The thing that you're saying about the Barbados thing or the the couch thing. Uh, couchthing.com. Yeah. Couchthing.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, is the accepting of what people are giving you because uh, that's another thing that I learned from traveling is that that is they are so happy to, to to serve yeah uh and so accepting it rather than being like no no and that's I've taken that back into my day to day when someone offers me something I might say are you sure and yes and I'll take it and maybe into maybe inside they might have just been offering it and. and but chances are they want to give it. And, like, I feel like the energetic exchange is best if I accept it, you know? Yeah. Here, have this peach. Oh, really? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. And then if I can also tune in. Like, they're looking over at me like, and <laughs> saying, you want to buy it? Or like, actually, let's share it. And then, like, you know, just, like, feel it out. But I, I, rather, I, rather than not accepting, I think it's always best to accept. Like, whether it be a compliment, whether it be a gift, whether it be the comfort of your bed, you know? It's... You can you can say once, no no no, I'm honestly perfectly fine here, and then then they're like, no, I really insist. Like okay, I'll do it then. Yeah, it's like a disservice.
1: Like they're, like how many times does somebody ask, like at least me, they're like, oh, do you need help with that? Like I'm moving a bunch of stuff in my car. I'm like, nah. Yeah. I got it exactly. Don't don't touch my stuff. Like, yeah. if I have to do it in a certain way. You're probably gonna drop it. It's gonna break into a million pieces. Like obviously that's not gonna happen. But yeah. like in my mind, it's like you're gonna you're gonna mess something up. Enough. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's like, you know, if they're they want to be helpful, people like if yeah. I mean, most of the time, mm-hmm. most of the time, people are. Yeah, I was just thinking about what you said earlier. But in those situations, like when somebody asks for, if they can help you.
0: Like just yeah, just, yeah, of course. Thank you. Yeah, like absolutely. Because by, by doing it, it's not like I'm burdening them. You're actually helping them because they're offering something. And I feel like giving is receiving. So if someone's giving to you, they're also receiving. Like they're feeling like connection. They're feeling yeah. Like, they're feeling like they were able. They they're capable and of 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 being there for someone, you know, because at home, maybe that's a situation where they feel like that they're not able to, to satisfy uh, and to, to be helpful. Uh, so great. Right. Yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. You never you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I think people are a lot different around people that like that are strangers, like people can be a bit more free and, and have this less rigidity when they're around people that don't have, that they, that they don't have like this group grooved out existence with, you know, like, yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm.
1: Like there's the one way of getting on the bus with all the Canadian people and you say, Oh, we're, Oh, these are all my friends. Mm -hmm. There's also the fact like when you're in another country, and someone had a completely different life than you and you're able to find like you're both, you both feel that I mm-hmm. guess, but somehow it, it, it creates a flexibility because you're like, it's, what's in, was something that just came to my mind is like a few times when I was traveling and you mentioned it earlier, like I would talk to this guy in Nepal and he, his English was, he was learning. And so it was pretty tricky to understand exactly what he was talking about all the time. Because, like, you'd only kind of catch every third or fourth word. Yeah. And so you'd be, like, putting together. Like, I'm not making fun of him. It. It's just this. You're, like, you're very, on another subject, you're, like, very focused. Like, when you're traveling and listening to someone who's speaking a different English than you and you're very focused with your ears and trying to make sure you're paying attention because yeah, you're, you don't, you're Yeah, you're aware. You don't want to constantly say, oh, like, can you repeat that? So when this person is, I, I'm i only understanding every third or fourth word, I have no idea how much he's understanding yes. of me too. And I think typically it's easier, I, I think i found when I've asked people, it's easier for them to understand versus actually speaking it. Yes. Um, that's probably more common um, but still like yeah I don't know how much and I'm how fast am I speaking I think traveling <laughs> that helps like when you're talking to people from another country like to slow down your speech a little bit for um, sure unless like they tell you
0: like you don't have to speak slowly but, yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah it's it's like a fine line not to sound like you're patronizing them yeah, yeah so I, I try and be like almost like talk with actions like it's like trades, yeah. you know like if I'm saying food or like driving or time like doing like those universal signals that that really help I, I was uh, I, I want to get back
1: to the rigidity thing too that was really interesting that you said like how how we
0: we can be more rigid with our own culture yeah. sometimes versus and our own like, people you know like yeah. I can I see how how some people that I know are like, around their family, and then if you see them, like, out, uh, how they can feel a little bit more loose, you know? Yeah. And in, re- in regards to, like, just being a bit more free to be them, uh, and that's not saying, that's not making any assumptions, but it's it's just, I think that's a tying back into traveling, It's like, when you're around someone that you're never going to see again, it's not like you act out in a poor way, You don't, you're almost, like, a better version of yourself because there's not like these your mind's not like making these calculations well remember you did that in front of them and yeah I, I, absolutely remember they said that or da da it's just like blank slate blank canvas I can just be me uh, yeah, that's why a lot of people actually like they actually have an alter ego when they travel you know like <laughs> because they they can just be someone else they don't have to be like oh I'm the uh, corporate guy you know this or i can even i'm that guy who wet myself in kindergarten yeah in why and don't I can... you go pee your pants again greg <laughs> oh god that wasn't great too it's like people don't forget yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, sure. I, I asked uh, my kindergarten teacher first day to like can you wipe my bum she's like we don't do that here I'm like all right i guess we gotta figure this out <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that yeah, yeah. Excuse me, <laughs> <Yeah>. mess. <laughs> but uh, I keep thinking this thing's gonna fall. Yeah, keep squeaking. Whatever's gonna pick up the mic, but uh, it probably won't. But yeah, I was gonna say, uh, about the rigidity, yeah, yeah, um,
1: yeah, with it would be neat if you could wake up like each day and have that fresh slate like you can. Yeah. Like yeah. if you can practice it and be, you know, as long as people aren't bringing up the past and making you remember things that like were mistakes and are learning lessons. And yeah. Like, but trying to do that in the present with likely the culture that you're around, which is probably a similar culture unless you're living abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, when you are traveling or spending time with people in your own community who are acquaintances or strangers like yeah you can kind of be a fresh slate and I, I found that fun when I was in Europe like every new person I met it was like it was like a new date it was like oh this is it really helped me get to know me yeah like every because I was just meeting a new person every like third day and then I would like spend the day with them and like, I, it was just funny because I would say goodbye and then I'd start walking away and I'm like, all right, well, here we go. Like on to the next adventure. Yeah. And then, and then like, here's Jeff, like going to meet somebody else. And like, I started realizing like, oh, how I, uh, you, you start really seeing your patterns of how when i first meet people how i make warm people up with like just trying to be a little goofy and like oh i'm like kind of a goofy guy like yes and but by doing that over and over and over again it was really helpful to to practice it and then to recognize it yeah yeah and yeah i mean that's just meeting more people in general and like judging people's energies and like but like yeah, you must have met a lot of people too. Uh, I I don't know what else to say about the rigidity. No like, no no, for sure. I I, I, I think that's that. amazing. Yeah, that the, we are. I I am too. Like I can be rigid with like my neighbors, for sure. instance, parents like parents even. You know? Yeah, I wish I wish I could like I wish I could, and it. I I say this. This is like. If I had, it'd be cool to have friends that were like, yo, this month, like, I dare you to like, go over, <laughs> go over to your neighbor's house and be like, do you want to come over for a barbecue? Oh and, man! And hey, some people out there like they're tight with their neighbors, yeah. Like, and I always joke like, hey, you know, oh, we gotta get, we're going out of town, we gotta get the um, someone to watch our cats, and you call the person at the other side of town to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. When it's like, why don't you just ask your neighbors? Like,
0: I don't know them. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. The- that's that's definitely a big theme that I'm, I'm always chewing on because I feel like everyone lived in the city for a while uh, and it was like kind of fun to be in the city when Toronto was smaller I think yeah. and then people the city got big people moved to like suburbia these towns had like big community uh, experiences you knew your neighbors there was street parties tea, yeah broad sales like we had Christmas tree burnings and all sorts of like stuff that like united everyone and then slowly uh fences got thicker and like
1: i noticed these new houses in georgina they had like the hole fences whatever you call them like instead of wooden fences they're like the metal they all have holes in them just like a Oh like, a, like like the metal fence? Yeah, yeah. Where you can see through them. Yeah. And and they're shorter too. Yeah. Like, I, I think they're just temporary. Yeah. But I we we're in the backyard and I'm looking around like this is amazing. Yeah. Like, yes, on one side like you don't have privacy. Um, but the other side I was like, these people are like, you know, we're hanging out in the backyard, like I can we're right in their backyard too. Yeah. It's yeah. just this, like one little small fence. Yeah. This is so much more inviting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I said, it is nice to have the privacy. So but I, I just noticed that. That was funny. It, it encourages communication. Yeah. Just like those tables at restaurants, right? Like the Mo Mondays, the, the communal tables. Yeah. And, oh, I was going to say something about...
0: You were talking about the street parties and... Um, like people moving from the city to, to the country and being connected, having street parties. Oh,
1: yeah. I was going to say... Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, when I was... Uh, throughout the summer having staff for the first time with my corporate recess dragon boat business and <laughs> our business is all about team building like taking companies onto the boat and, yeah and doing a team bonding bringing them together and I was very focused on that throughout the season like making sure I was promoting myself and people knew about this great opportunity and I kind of um, like, I made sure we had, like, a little team party with my staff at the beginning of the season. Um, but it, I, I would have wished we had went out a few more times, like, throughout the summer, because it's kind of a shorter season. But I just remember, like, towards the end of the season, did a, I pulled a CK, and, like, after the one shift, it was, like, 9 o'clock. I was like, hey, do y'all want to go for a beer Yeah, and, like, get some <laughs> food? There was, like, five of us there, and they're like, sure. And I, I was kind of surprised. I thought it was, like, a weeknight. I thought they would have said some of them would have said no at least but like all of them came out we just went out for dinner and it was a good it wasn't just like you know order your food chat and when the bill comes they leave like after the bills paid like we stuck around after and it was really nice like it was quality of time and i actually felt the bonding i was like this is happening and like this is so beneficial and important and the point of the story is like also just creating that Mm -hmm. so whether it's your neighbors or you know you initiating this like yeah making sure you're taking enough initiative in life to because you can create whatever you want and those those bonding moments are are so important like to i'm almost tying it back into what we're talking about being flexible like Mm -hmm. not being rigid and going and spending i mean that would bring it back to driftwood paddle it's like when you said that you're like yeah you know the 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 one night is nice is this where you said one night is nice but two nights is where the
0: sweet spot is or was it yeah two and then like three days is like our what we usually offer minimum because spending that full day it allows like the mind to to relax and allows like the true nature to come out because it's not like the mind's calculating. Okay, I just have to get through this one night and then we're going to be leaving, so right. I just got to get in there, set up my tent and then get through, you know, that that's like the comfort zone the mind, whereas like you re- 3 days is is what I consider what we consider the bare minimum. Uh, though we do one days and and I think that <laughs> Kieran and I have the have the skills to allow people to, to relax and and get uh, I don't know why I'm laughing. Yeah. I like it. You uh, get the experience out of it, but uh yeah, three days. Like you get that full, full that full day. You're waking up in nature. You're spending the whole day in nature. Yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking about like pooping in the woods or something? Like, I'm just thinking like, no. It's just beautiful. Like it's
1: like, it's so true. Like if you go for a week on a trip, and yeah. like the first day, like, or the night before that, you got to pack and your, your mind is, it's important. You got to think about what do I got to bring? What time do I got to be up? And yeah. like your mind's on, then you get there the first day you got to unpack. And then you're like, you're, you're checking out your surroundings and you're like, everything's new and novel, which is awesome. Yeah. And, but you know, you're still, that's just the, you're just opening everything up slightly. And then by the time you finally get settled, that's when you want a few days, if you can to, that's when the, the sweet spot happens, For sure. because then, and then again, you're like, okay, well now I got to pack up my stuff. Like what time do we got to leave at? Like, and you start planning ahead, which is important, but that's why I always said when people would go to Europe, like, again how lucky you're we to like be able to go to Europe for more than a week yeah it's like I'm always like yeah if you go to Europe like try and go for more than a week yeah it's like it's a long flight or anywhere in the world it's like long flights for the first day and last day on the week so really it's only five days and then by the time you've settled you're already on the third or fourth day yeah so try and get ten days
0: if you can um but same with your paddling like, for sure like even five days like that's what we usually say is our sweet spot uh yeah. yeah. Because like it's you're you're shedding layers the whole time. You shed a layer when you leave service. And and so then the phone goes away. And then you shed layer when you like leave your keys. And nice. then you shed layer when you just have your one pack and uh, like everything gets packed into one bag, uh into a bunch of bags, but like you don't see it till you hit camp, say, and then you have just like a, ba- a dry bag of like stuff that you might need on the way, like uh, a snack, uh water bottle. like an extra layer if you get cold, you know, or to take off a layer raincoat, and so it just simplifies everything, you don't have to worry about anything, like you we have have the safety plans all worked out, we know where we're going, and we're, we're always open to like, to sense like, oh, some, like I think it's time for us to take a swim, and if you want to take a swim, then sweet, and so that's first day, and so that already peels a bunch of layers off then you have that, that full day and if you can get a few days where you get in the rhythm of either day tripping or like moving camp a, a five day feels like a month in a good nice. way of like the amount of work not work the amount of rest you get and uh and three days can feel like a long time as well it all feels like a long time that's why we always say uh, one of our rules is no watches in on trip and it's it's crazy how how tied people are to the time. What time is it duh, duh. And it's almost like the kid saying, are we there yet? Yeah, people want to know. But it's the mind that wants to know so that they can do calculations based on if I'm tired, if I'm not tired, if I should eat, if I should not eat. And that we say that if you're ever hungry, just speak up and we'll we'll you can have a snack or whatever. We got barrel like a barrel full of snacks and food. Plus, well, so you say that again, they got a barrel full of snacks and food. <laughs> yes, they <you> got <laughs> <they're prepared. laughs> lots of healthy and tasty snacks, nurturing. And then and then also, like, based on the group, we we eat. And, and these are some of the things that are the biggest growth for especially for people that are are living that nine to five corporate, etc that they're saying, I'm so proud of myself that I didn't ask for the time for like. The the well I, we don't tell them the time so like but even asking for it they might ask for it even though they are not gonna get it just hoping, <laughs> and uh, a lot of the times we're getting did they get splashed if they asked. yeah, yeah. <laughs> pending maybe yeah third time If they want it yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh yeah third time third you're time soaker, you're soaker yeah you're sleeping outside your tent yeah no bugs now yeah. <laughs> no in bug. in May no bugs now uh. Uh, but yeah, another one is, I never thought that I could just eat at different times. Like I thought I <laughs> yeah. had to eat at six, or I was gonna die. I've been doing it <laughs> so long, and and so allowing for that. And it's not like we eat at ten, but if we're out, we might eat a bit later because we're paddling, yeah. and then we eat lunch at say one or two instead of twelve, and then uh, but we're having snacks, and it just gets people to feel. Safe outside their comfort zone. All these little programs that they feel safe and scheduling that they need to survive in in the real world because it's you have to schedule things so that you can fit everything in. But on vacation, why schedule? Why schedule? Like just play, be open, and especially when you hire uh, us, we. We do all, We make your decisions for you about what what's the most fun, and to create times for uh, silence and solitude for yourself, and not say, "Okay, it's quiet time," but like it just naturally, organically happens. Someone crawls into the hammock, and they're looking up at the trees, and all of a sudden they're out for an hour, and they get up and like, "I didn't realize I was so tired. I didn't realize I needed that." I'm usually the go, go, go who never stops. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, yeah, it's, it's all these things that that was just quality time with the family. Like the, the guy that I was hanging out with yesterday, I, I took him and his wife and his three-year-old on a trip about a month ago. And that was the thing that they really were stoked about that. It was just, they didn't have to worry about anything and they just got to spend time together. And sometimes one would go off and take a nap. One would go chill by a tree or in the forest when we go down by the water. And it's not like they're, they're into nature, but it, it wasn't like they're very like crazy nature people. Uh, but they, it created that space for them to do so and they'd have like quality time in the hammock mom and son dad and son mom and dad and I would hang out with the three year old you know like hey help me start this fire you know like these kind of things and so there's just so much opportunity for growth within yourself and within the group you're with we also do trips where you just sign up and uh, and you're with like a, a bunch of strangers and those are super cool. People keep t- in touch after and it's not expected or anything like that, but it just naturally happens because you came together, uh, like you are saying about traveling, you're, you're living your dream, a dream, a bucket list thing, you're outside your comfort zone where magic happens and you build connections and you also grow and you take that back into the world, into your life. And my, my buddy, Matt, that I was hanging out with yesterday that was on the trip, he says, you should start asking people what they're taking with them, what they're taking home. We do different debriefs, like what was your highlight, what was your learning, what was like the biggest challenge, or uh, rock, stick, and leave. What rocked you? What's going to stick with you? Uh, like that someone else did, and what are you, what are you leaving behind of yourself? Oh, amazing! Yeah, but I really like that question. It, it, all of them bring up such amazing uh, answers and and thoughts. But really, like, nature is the perfect context uh, for, for tran- transformational change, whatever you, you, like, it meets you where you're at, and, uh, and it really facilitates uh, change that, that you didn't either, that you wanted or that you didn't know you needed. That was amazing.
1: Yeah, what a takes an hour and a half to really get to the, the juicy stuff but, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah I, I have so much to say on that like you said rock stick and leaf so yeah you said what are you what are
0: you leaving yeah and what, what are you, you maybe what are you shedding yeah what are you choosing to leave behind you know yeah doubt. Uh, you know just any any of these things that you were you're holding on to that you didn't realize you were holding on to. And then you said, "What are you rocking?" Like coming home. I mean, the the cool thing is that uh, I didn't catch the stick one. Yeah, know. yeah. No, I'll tell you both. That is, it's like you can use the word however you want. Like, rock is such a cool word. What rocked you on the trip? Nice. Like what just blew you away? What rocked you? Or uh, what did you rock? You know, what did what sign that you really kick butt at? That yeah. you were surprised. Uh, what's gonna stick with you? And oh, okay. and we 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 open it up to that's something else that someone else did that's gonna stick with you that uh that you did that that's gonna stick with you that you learned it's like an opportunity for learning or something just in nature you know like i never i never looked at trees the same or the way that the birds were 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 flying or or that were so nurturing or the way the seagull protected the the osprey from the bald eagle like that's wow like it, it really showed that we're all interconnected all these things that are are possible and then there's other things that we do with school groups like cool ones like reach out and touch so it's like a you get everyone to come in a circle and face outwards and then you bring groups of three into the circle at a time uh, and then the facilitator says reach out and set, touch someone that made you laugh and so oh, get goosebumps. Amazing. yeah yeah and so the people will go. So it's like anonymous because you don't know out of the three or maybe all three people touch you, you know? And uh, and so it's a cool thing because uh, you don't know who's who's touching you, but it feels great to be touched. It also feels good as the person to like, do like touch someone's back and be like, like i noticed you. Uh, and then also like it's an accountability thing where like maybe you didn't get uh, touched too many times, and you'd like to be like, uh, you'd like to be more of a person that makes someone laugh, and then that that's something that you can work on in your in your in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, like, that's amazing. Like, yeah. so who taught? Where did
1: like? That's amazing. I might have to borrow that. That's it's uh, yours. <laughs> the uh, that's so beautiful. To it reminds me of being in high school. We did a thing like that where we all had to write I guess one thing one compliment for each person in the class and then you would put them all together and then each person would have like 20 of them right 20 sheets and you would just like they're all stapled together and it'd be like Jeff is awesome Jeff makes me laugh Jeff's good at school like you just pass it around and everyone does it's all anonymous Yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah And, but it's it's like twenty nice compliments Uh-oh. of you, and they have twenty nice compliments. And it's from the whole class. So yeah. You had to write something nice about everybody. Like that was I, that sounds like it's from like, grade
0: one, but it's we did that in high school. The thing says, is, is, like we still have those inner children inside of us. You yeah, know, like, that we need to honor. Like it's a must. That's the secret of genius. I think Aldous Huxley says is to uh, grow, grow old without losing your sense of spirit. You know, like that, that child, that inner child spirit because it's it's something that's like programmed out of us or or not what's still in us but like covered up that it's not it's not okay to be childish you know it's not uh, okay to be like it shows weakness or it shows like and it's it's i think it's changing i think people are are allowing themselves to be more free and and childish because like those those things are amazing I, i actually started no, keeps going. the The thing about the neighbor thing is like the fact that people live so close to each other and don't know each other. I think is more detrimental than living away from people, uh, and not and not having that connection. The fact that people are close in proximity but not not connecting, I think, is very confusing to the psyche, to the inner child. And there's like a a great art piece from a Burning Man, and it shows two humans, and it's good like talking about a relationship that's like kind of breaking down but also just two strangers that live close to each other. It's like two grown-ups sitting down back to back and it's like made out of uh, metal tubing so you can see all through it and it's two children inside like looking at each facing other. each other, like holding yeah. each other's hand. And I think that couldn't be more true. Like when you like even in Toronto walking and you want to give someone a head nod or like smile at them. And, but it's like, it's socially sometimes. deviant, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's looked at as like, oh, why is that person? Like, why did he, that person just smile? Yeah. Like, Even though the, the person is like, like you could also think in that same moment, oh, like that was so, such a nice smile. But like, why did they do that? You know, like it's, it's crazy. Like I like to do the wave.
1: Yeah. Because like, I feel like the smile sometimes, like it's not enough for me. Like, yeah. Uh, but, and it, like you say hi and you do a wave. Yeah. Um, like, cause people... People, I
0: feel like react. Um, I like that more with the wave. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's more intention where it's less confusing for that. Yeah, person yeah, it's less. Why are they smiling at me like? Yeah. Or it's like you're just saying hi, you know? Yeah. yeah. We like
1: don't wave enough. Um, yeah, you said so many great things. I'm. I don't know why I'm getting so giddy. <laughs> it's just like well, you're, <laughs> you're, a funny guy, and I said at the beginning of the podcast, I was like, I wanted to get more more laughing um just like make fun (laughs) (laughs) no you said so many good things uh you said something about like your clients uh friends whatever you call them like who they went and lied down and they just (laughs) they didn't even know they needed that and like i felt that when i was up north a couple weeks ago we are, are like how many times like I didn't even play chess once during the week with my uncle. I really, like, really wanted to play chess. And it just never happened because it's, like, how many times were we just sitting at the beach and, like, whether we were reading a book or we were all just lying there and just, like, like shedding those layers and we're, like, I don't really want to do anything. Mm -hmm. I just need to, like... It's so peaceful here. And, like... um, So, yeah, it's amazing when you don't even know what you need to get rid of and mm-hmm. like, or what's weighing you down. And yeah. What else did you say? Like what, and that, that circle is beautiful to like tap people. Um Where did you learn those two things? Like, did you guys come up with that? Or did you, that sounds like something you learned in summer camp. Yeah, like, definitely. Like this,
0: the rock stick and leaf thing yeah. plus the, the circle thing. Like, yeah, we've definitely picked them up along the way. That's something that I'm super grateful for. Is that when you're, working in something that you're very passionate about, you tend to talk about it uh, and you tend to be surrounded by people. And so it's nice as, a, as opposed to like working something that you don't really like doing it, but you're talking about it because it's like you're the only thing that you do, which is like the reality for a lot of people. And, and, uh, and uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but like it's important not to talk about work is what i'm trying to say but with, with our job like our lifestyle and our work kind of like go together like we love i don't i worked on a golf course before because i wanted to learn golf but when i worked on the golf course i want as soon as i finished working i want to leave so i stopped golfing uh whereas with this like i might come off of a canoe trip and pack out for my for my own trip you know and i love it because it's it's honestly just it's just the context It nature is so it's just a place, you know. It's it's like uh, it's just like a yoga studio, you know. You can go there for yoga and teach it, but then you can also go there and do whatever you want. You can play and uh, and so I I love I love going to nature. What were we talk, talking about? Uh, it was talking about <laughs>
1: we're talking about he. Uh, <laughs> I know. We were nice. talking about you uh,
0: picking up those. Two oh, things, yeah. Those two cool modalities. Nice moves, nice, <laughs> nice memory moves. Uh, so yes, being able to be around people that I constantly get to cultivate knowledge in that area, which only makes me better at what I do. Yeah, but also helps me grow in my in my my
1: that, my life. That must be so cool. Like, like you're working. And taking these people on an adventure... Like, you're going on an adventure every time, too, which yeah. is so cool. And, like, I'm just thinking about it a little bit. It's, like, a smaller version when I take people out on the dragon boat. And, yeah, at first it was a little bit nervous, like, sitting in front of everybody. and Because I used to coach from the back of the boat. Yeah, And you'd be just looking at all their heads. And it, it was kind of hard to... I didn't find it hard to, at the beginning, like, to instruct from the back. But then... When I moved to the front and they look at all their faces for the first time, it was a little intimidating. But I got used to it after a while, and then like started thriving with it because you would kind of know who to who to talk to and like who who would give you something. Yeah. Um, and then like then I did a coaching from the back. Like I went back to where I started like, Oh, I hate this. Like I I can't see anybody's face now. Like, yeah. This is this is not uh, where it's at. And so nice. It, i think that's so cool though like your job you get to take people on these adventures and it's an adventure for in itself and just taking people back to the the roots and Mm -hmm. you never know what what's going to happen and i mean i kind of want to ask um do you ever been in a situation where like a huge storm came in or like or you had to like you know you said you took a wilderness first responder did you ever have to like like, cause I imagine like you paddle out and then you, you stop at like an island or something or part of Algonquin, mm-hmm. you know, where there's no porta potty or like, yeah. I mean, you probably, you must have first aid kits and like, yeah, anything like, where has it been pretty smooth? Like it's, you know, you're not taking people down waterfalls and white rapids. So you're, you take them to the destination and you, you know,
0: the area. And, yeah. But is, like anything jump to mind or. Yeah. No we're we've been fortunate but we're also like very diligent on our safety protocols my brother says it well it's like the chances of you getting hurt back there are pretty much the same <laughs> as like getting hurt like here yeah with you know, like people texting driving yeah all, all sorts <laughs> it, it, it's more so just the remoteness that is the that creates the barrier uh, so we, we we practice like just safety being sure-footed you know well, look where you're walking. Yeah. Uh, fire safety. Um, yeah, we're both wilderness first responders and lifeguards, uh, and we research every three years, and then uh, we do like little things like circle checks the site, circle check the site together, look for like dead hang, dead hangers up above, like things oh, like nice. that. Yeah, and like so, it's also like it's teaching because like they're gonna spend time in nature, and then they can look for things. And hopefully, we're making campers out of people that they can go off and do this on their own in some uh, regard. Uh, I mean, we, I've definitely been in some big storms, but like, you just learn how to. I know we know how to navigate them. You know, like okay, yeah. we we can tell when storms are coming in. Right, and um, then you're like, we gotta get, we we can't get to our destination. Yeah. We have to like pull over here and set up tent. Yeah, set up tarps, tents. Yeah. You know. Uh, there's lightning protocols etc and it's it's part of the adventure you know it's it's actually a lot of fun that kind of thing i haven't been like i mean like i like i said like a tornado, a tornado. absolutely yeah. yeah it is you know I, I haven't been in a tornado or anything but a tornado would suck right here you know anywhere so yeah that's it's kind of uh, luck of the draw but i have like a quote for it that i've that t- nature teaches me a lot of wisdom and and lessons and so i was paddling recently and i'm like the uh, there's it's like a blue sky above me and i'm enjoying the sun i'm looking across and seeing some like dark clouds and like just tap feeling into myself and feeling like the resistance of being like oh no these clouds like what's gonna happen and like understanding tra- tapping into seeing like what where where is like Where's it coming from? Is it the safety side of me? That's like, we should get somewhere or is it more like the resisting the moment now and worrying about the future? And so it was definitely not safety because like the clouds are really far away and it, there's no insane winds or anything like that. And they're like, uh, they could they come? Yeah, uh, but they're so far away. And so it was like the, the metaphor of being grounded in the moment, enjoying that sun on me, Uh, Enjoying those clouds of part of my vista, uh, and enjoying the water, etc. And then, when you're anchored in the moment, if the winds of change do come, metaphorically and and quite literally, then like you're you're naturally you're like your feathers will start ruffling and your wings will spread and you'll cruise into the next moment without resisting leaving the sun because you're not like, Oh, I wasn't enjoying the sun. It's like, damn, that sun was nice. We're cruising now. You know, it's like, you're enjoying the flow of, of, uh, of life. Uh, and so that's like, that is very much applied to like day to day where you're, you're, you're worried about what's going to happen. Meanwhile, like your kid is eating at the table and, and you're worried about this phone call that you might get, et cetera. Meanwhile, you could be like playing airplane with your kid, uh, and any of those things that no, we're not going for a run because it might rain or the, you know, where you could go for running, it's probably not going to rain. Or if you go and you get a bit of rain on you when you're running, like that feels nice. And yeah, yeah. so not, not being, living in fear and, and more so just living in the moment and living with like hope and love. Yeah. 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 For sure uh, yeah there, there can, there's a ton of distractions when
1: you're at your your space mm-hmm. typically and texting emails like doorbells and I was even thinking back to like the laying on the beach thing it's you know oh I'm gonna take a rest so I'm gonna lay down on this couch right? Let's suppose that you live with people. And you know, someone could come in the door and it's got a distraction, or you're looking around, and you're like, Oh, there's my computer over there. Like, gotta get to those emails. Yeah. And it's just there's the clock. What time is it? And that was so funny when you said that. It's so true. Like, oh, what time is it? Oh, it's seven thirty. Oh shit. Like I probably should I probably should eat something. Yeah. Like how many times have I said that to myself? And I'm I've gotten a lot better at like when I wake up in the morning do I need to eat at this moment? Like, yes. If you're going out for a full day of working and you, you you don't, you only have so much opportunity like, that's a different story. But like if you're working at home or something and like does your stomach and body is it, does it need subsidence right now? Yeah. And, um, because like I told you I ate that birthday cake or what was it called? Cotton candy ice cream. (laughs) And like, which was a rarity for me, but like my, my favorite things. And, for like yeah my, my stomach like I'm like I can't eat it it's probably best for me just to fast right now and like just drink water and <laughs> just uh just to get through that yeah um but like how often are we you know like the timing thing it's like oh it's dinner time it's I should probably eat something and mm-hmm. I just got thinking about when you say corporate stuff too like how much scheduling like yeah when you live on which is important like if you gotta have a lot of appointments it's a but must, yeah yeah it's a must and when you're in that rhythm, like, when you try and step out of that rhythm, like, yeah, you're just so in tune with, like, what time is it? I need to know, like, you know, my schedule. Like, I got to be to bed at this time. And, like, I got to yeah. eat at this time. And when you're able to, that's neat that you, you know, you're able to tell them to put their watches
0: in the water bag or whatever. and Yeah, um, leave them back. Yeah. Yeah. And we also tell them, we don't, we say we're not telling you what's for we, we yeah. ask dietary oh, ahead of what, time yeah what's for dinner yeah for, for anything yeah it's a surprise yeah. surprise yeah. yeah surprises are lovely yeah yeah um
1: I was gonna say uh CK flow yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's uh CK flow yeah or C flow I was thinking C flow <laughs> that, that works well yeah uh, because yeah you you, you seem very spontaneous and yeah surprises are very playful and mysterious yeah. like yeah yeah i I think uh a girl I was seeing of a, a few years ago when I was asking where she was from I was like wait a minute like let me guess like because this is fun like, yeah, yeah. it's playful and it's it, yeah we don't do enough of that it's that's cool that you did that yeah that's really neat. yeah let me keep people like on their toes a little bit like don't just and, you know in the one culture like it's yes and no like keep it simple but like yeah when there's opportunity for being playful and like to surprise people like that's you know it's almost like it brings you back to christmas
0: or something like and you're just wow what's in these boxes for mm-hmm. sure yeah uh, like when i'm making food at first i used to be like oh these people are really hungry but now like i'm realizing that it's like a cooking channel for them that they're involved and <laughs> in. they get to smell and they're like oh my god he's adding mushrooms now like what's that about <laughs> you know and so they have no idea what it is and i get to be playful like what is it it's like i, I have no idea what i'm making right now or, uh and did it speak to the fact of, yeah, that culture being yes, no, but also they are the most playful people I've ever been around. Yeah. Like the grandfather, Dennis, he was definitely a kid just in like a 75 year old body. Like he would be rolling around with the kids. You'd laugh more than anyone. Like, and same with the mom. Like they're amazing. But like they didn't waste time with these like pleasantries and like in the mind of I should say this. What are they thinking about me now? Da da. All these. They're just like they just move through it. What's the answer? Yes. Okay. Now we're on to just living. You know, like back to this. They use that mind, make that answer or intuition, and they're they're back at it. Uh, with people, like it's it's so cool to like get to know people from like you were saying in uh, in your dragon boating. I'm sure you feel like at the end of some sessions. Like, that was so much fun. Like, I want to do that again, but it's just like a one-time thing where that's why I loved working with Trails Youth Initiatives because it was a consistency-based program. I felt nice, like I get yeah. to, to see, well, the difference is, is, a, is a must, but it, it's a byproduct of the consistency. And that's the same with on canoe trips. It's the consistency of like the shedding the layers, the relaxing of the nervous system. Like when you're speaking about being up at your uncle's place. Of sitting on the on the on the beach and and your nervous system finally relaxing and, and in the corporate world and the scheduling world, sure you're you're disciplined to make those appointments, but still your nervous system is up. Like, am I gonna make it there? All right, you know, or like you got an assistant to make sure you're gonna make yeah, it there. Don't We're, forget about that appointment. Yeah. Exactly. We're there. It's like I don't need to play chess to feel relax it's just nice to hang out and and relax but just relax and scientifically like everything's relaxing your nervous system all that stuff is just your blood's actually going to where it needs to go because like if you're in parasympathetic state like your blood literally shifts to like extremities for flight and flight uh whereas when you're relaxed like your blood goes to your organs and detoxifies and there's a reason why we feel good oh yeah like like uh Physio- or physiologically. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's so
1: true. And it's actually hard to relax in this culture, like with, you know, we should knock on every door and say like, okay, only one TV per house. Yeah. Like, and, uh, we'll, we'll buy like TVs from people or we'll trade them like a piano for a TV or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I said that once. Like I wish there was more pianos in people's houses Mm -hmm. than TVs yeah or or instruments and Mm -hmm. like yeah I mean like we've got like I don't know we we don't have as many now but we had more like growing up probably had like five or six TVs in our house yeah yeah TV in every like we must have TV in every room TV in the kitchen fan room each bedroom like everybody had their own TV it's like you know and sign that you made it (laughs) yeah and it's like that relaxing state whether it's i went to a yoga class last night i felt it at the end of the class and it was a very playful class because it was the teacher's uh last class and it was at the ann green studio you know beautiful yeah right downtown oh yeah like with the view of campbell bay and it was her last class. She's probably been there for like 15 years or something. She's retiring? Or what? Um, I think she sold the business. So she's going to open up a different form of uh, business. Wow. Yeah. So it was the owner. The owner, yeah. So Whoa. it was like pretty special class. No doubt. And um, so it, even though it was like there was a lot more talking and laughter and playfulness in the class, there, the the ending when we went into Shavasana, like... And it was, like, a good, saw, like, 10, 15-minute shavasana. Oh, she, like, wrote, uh, said this speech and did some singing. And, like, yeah, my brain went into that, um, I, I, like, you mentioned the parasympathetic, the nervous system states. But then there's also, like, the, like, correct me if I'm wrong, like, if you know about it, like, mm-hmm. the, the different brain waves, too. Yeah like before you're falling asleep or right when you wake up, like your brain's in a certain state. Yeah. You know, I know massages can help with that. Like I've been to massages recently where at the end, like you're just so relaxed that, and like yoga does that, you know, maybe a, a 20 minute stillness meditation, like whatever it is for you that you can bring your nervous system, like to slow it down is amazing. Yeah. Um, and I used to, that's what I, when I, I first fell in love with meditation when I would, I would just do it for 10 minutes. I would sit there and I would close my eyes and I would breathe for 10 minutes. And when my alarm went off at 10 minutes, it felt like I just woke up. Mm -hmm. Like I woke up from like a nap or like I woke up from the morning and it was just your body was, and it's interesting what you just said about like, I didn't know that like obviously blood is going to different areas and maybe uh, this lady I was talking to, she said that about, like, CBD oil, I think. Like, it's like you take it, and it, it just knows where to go. Yeah. It's like you're not taking it because you have headaches. Like, yeah, sh- sure, you might take it, and it'll, like, do a thing in your head if that's where the headaches are being, what's causing it. Or it'll just, like, go throughout your body and be like, oh, this area, like, needs, has too much information. It's got, like, intelligence in yeah. It. yeah, and, like, and wow. same with maybe what you're saying about the... Whether it's being in nature for three days, like nature will provide that for you. and But yeah, physiologically, you said something about physiologically, like the blood will start going to certain organs or something.
0: Yeah. Did you just say something? Yeah. Like, yeah. like So the sympathetic nervous state is like the relaxed state that like technically we should be most of the time because you should be in fight or flight when like something's trying to kill you or you need to get somewhere quickly Uh, It's like an appointment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So that's just full of, like, life's full of that. Uh, Well, that's why we think, like, oh, wow, it must be so scary to be an animal. But, like, they're just chilling. And then they go get into fight or flight when they're running for their life. And then after, you'll see even some animals, like, shake. And, like, that's, like, literally shaking back into sympathetic nervous state. And then they're just, like, back into chill zone, you know? Like, it's because they're also... Their mind states are different they don't have as much conscious as much consciousness like they're very conscious creatures though uh, so it definitely helps um but still it so one of the it's in functional medicine a, a good friend of mine Sachin is a practitioner in that and he speaks to the fact of that in in a stressed parasympathetic state five percent of your blood goes to your kidneys and and liver which is like you're detoxifying organs. And in a stress state, or in a non-stress state, sympathetic, 50% of the blood. So that's 10 times more blood. And so that when we were talking about diseases, you think of like the car, your car, if like you restrict 95% of the, or 90% of or whatever of like the gas or the oil or whatever, what's gonna happen? Like your car's gonna run like crap, you know? Yeah. And, and we are just, very advanced engines you know like uh and so the that's why anything like your back's a little tweaked or whatever you feel it because and and we are our, our he says as well like we are our best specialists we know we we know that there's something up more than a specialist we can tell the specialist and then they're specialized in that area but like we know when something's up but like we like deal with a, a screwed up knee or whatever for like our whole life. But if you're like tires wobbling, you would you would, you would stop driving, et cetera. Yeah, and you'd go to a mechanic. Uh, but yeah, the, the blood thing is, is huge. And, the, and there's a lot of things that come with stress, just like tension and energy flow, like blockages. If uh, that's a school of thought they believe in. Uh, and then in nature is really fascinating. I just did a forest bathing, uh, forest therapy. Uh, walk with a good friend of mine named Brett. Um, and he spoke to the fact that there's an, ele- an energetic exchange when you go in there, if you're barefoot, there's an actual like electronic exchange and then trees emit these things called fight insides. And I like it cause it sounds like fight inside. Uh, but it's like P H I T O N, uh, S I D E S and, uh, And those, those things that they release allow them, they're like a protector uh, so that animals don't just eat their whole thing. You know, like uh, they they're just not consumed by nature trees uh, because they, they emit these things. But by us being out in them, we ingest them, inhale them, and they improve our NK cells, which are our natural killer cells, which are part of our immune system, which also, target uh, tumor and cancer cells. So you can see how everything is so symbiotic. And uh, and the reason why forest therapy came to be was because uh, the Japanese government launched a nationwide study because they just noticed that more people were getting sick and in hospital. And they're like, what's going on? And they, they found out that people weren't spending time in nature. And the, the beauty part of that conclusion is that it has no financial gain on the government you know they just like started making more parks you know Uh, whereas I feel unfortunately in in a lot of uh, other areas Western culture especially that the answer always has to fit into the the consumerism model oh well this is happening so you need this pill or like go to this or sign up to this gym you know where it's like we have the ability to to take care of ourselves uh, and nature is, is such a huge modality because we are are like we are nature
1: imagine like imagine you went to the doctors and you're like yeah i've been getting these headaches and your doctor was like oh yeah i took a course called uh Shindrin yoku which you probably know that word it, it's uh, a <laughs> japanese for forest bath oh like, is that literally what you're talking about yeah yeah um, i i read an article a long time ago and then my friend got me a book yeah Shindrin yoku i believe Shindrin yoku yeah um we better look that up after i'm pretty sure that's how it's said um, well but it means forest bath and that's a japanese expression for exactly what you're saying is i didn't know all that stuff that was uh that was some uh, that was some good stuff you just said there about uh, the trees and yeah why I, why are the animals not eating all of the leaves? Like, yeah. You know, that makes sense that there's, some uh, maybe they're also providing that for the animals too, right? And, um, if they have similar, um, physiology or anatomy and, um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. Imagine you went to the doctor's like, oh yeah, I took this uh, course in, uh, in university, Shinra Yoku. And so like, yeah, go uh, once a week for an hour, like go do a barefoot walk through the, the forest. Yeah. Know? Like, I do that every time I go for a run now I, I go th- through the woods and um, sometimes I go barefoot sometimes I don't and um, or going out on the water and yeah I just want to make sure uh, yeah going through the woods the forest bath is so like you feel so much better like that you could just breathe like I imagine if you lived in a very busy city and then went to the woods. Like there's a huge difference. You can tell, um, I can tell it just living in a sub and then going through the woods. I always like your mind for your mind. And yeah, I want to say a couple things. Like there's, there was a, an article I read about being on the water and it said when the, a wave crashes, there was some scientific study that said like it actually breaks up the particles or something, and I'm not gonna I'll have to read the article, but yeah, basically it, it was it. basically it was doing something that increased oxygen like absorption or flow in your body when waves would crash, and it was breaking up the molecules in the air and and also something about i guess like negative ions like the water releases these and like you're you're taking people on canoe trips like if the water's releasing these negative ions which are good for you i believe yeah um you know if you spend a lot of time in the water and you're getting that double whammy with all the trees like i've never had a bad time on a dragon boat or on my paddleboard yeah it's like whether that's with people, I've had a good time, or when I go out, my, I've I've gone paddleboarding usually by myself, and at times I'm like, oh, I should probably text someone, like, and go with a group, right? Yeah. which is fun too. But like most of the time, I just go on my own. Yeah, and it's like even when you're out there, you're like, oh, I should probably like paddle over to those people and like join them or something. But it's like it does. You don't need to. No, exactly. Like, it feels so good to, and then you come back and. You're like, wow, I'm so glad I did that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there that article was cool about the water. It said even the color of the water, like the color blue is supposed to be calming, right? So that's, we, we feel calm when we hear the waves and yeah, there was so much to it. I thought it was so neat. So spending time in nature, like, you know, instead of the doctor and maybe some doctors will say that, like maybe some naturopaths or, or other other doctors, like, um, yeah, medical doctors would. Yeah, yeah. What would you call them? Yeah, um, I'm sure there's many doctors that also would say, "Hey, like, how much rest are you getting? Like, do you need?" They they might, you know, they usually only have so much time with a person, and like, how much time do they have to get to know their their clients or uh, patients? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, for me, and I'm sure for you, like, even back to that question of how do you check yourself? Like, we were talking about that. Like, every time I go for a run, like, I'll be, you know, I'll be crunching numbers and, like, thinking about stuff. Like, I like to laugh at myself where I have to do a task, whether it's message somebody or write an email, and there's some sort of resistance. It's just, like, very small, but I have to, like, look at it from a bird's eye view. I'm like, why am I resisting that? Like, yeah. And sometimes you don't know right away and you have to, like, look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm like, because I don't, I, it, it's uh, it's not part of my people-pleasing thing or it's like, uh, it's not the right moment or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's cool to notice that resistance. And then sometimes you're like, okay, I need a break. I'm going to go for a run and because I can't, I'm indecisive about something. And then you just go for a run, whether it's in the woods, or you go for a walk and like your brain's just like, it just like, it settles down and you're like, oh yeah, thank you. That's what I'm going to do, yeah. Yeah. And it happens a lot during a, shavasana and yoga i've always anytime i had to do a presentation i would always go to a yoga class like if i could uh or do yoga at my house like you went for a cold shower before this conversation yeah it's like i would always do that before because i'd an idea would come to me or like things would make sense um so yeah there's so many of those modalities that i love talking about because it it's so nature is so helpful. Like, I, I've love I've never heard that before about the trees giving yeah. off uh,
0: those uh, fight sides or yeah. whatever you said. Yeah, like, fight sides. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just learned it uh, recently, like last week, two weeks ago. Yeah, it's pretty spectacular. Uh, or uh, l- last thing, and then
1: yeah, please. Uh, um, I read the book by. Tole, what's his first name? Eckhart. Eckhart Tolle, I think the power of now mm-hmm. or a new earth. It was a new earth, I think, and he talked about nature being this organized chaos. I believe is how he put it, and if not, that's how I'm putting it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you go into nature, and it's like not symmetrical. Um, you know, some things are, but it's like, and and it's like there's this rhythm and flow to it and it works and but it's very it's very simple but also complex at the same time yeah there's so many little things happening if you looked at a ladybug and took 30 seconds to just watch that ladybug yeah what is it doing or that bee like pollinating the flower like it's that observing nature is something that's been big to me recently Mm -hmm. and he also said when you're in a city and you're looking around, everything's very symmetrical. It's all like a human construct. Humans have like designed this, like the roads, it all like makes sense. And it's like, but it, it it's too rigid. It's like, it doesn't leave room for imagination and flexibility unless you're in like Spain. I don't know if you ever went to Barcelona, but I there, there's a, I forget the art, artists he was an architectural artist i guess but his buildings like look like they were melting and so they weren't symmetrical and yes. like obviously it's a lot cheaper i guess and simpler to build square like and box, square and yeah. box um but for the for the mind um, that's why going in nature is also really freeing i think and allowing you to unwind and be flexible and not feel like you're in a box because when you're driving on your road Especially in like Switzerland, I, I don't know if you. Switzerland, everything is so lined up perfectly. Yes. it's like it's like too good to be. It's like, uh, uh, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's important to remember, like, yeah, we're not designed to be that that restricted, and you have to have a flow, and nature helps with that, um, and allowing things to, like cycle
0: and change and it's not nature's not concrete like yeah Uh, i can't agree more it's it's imperfectly perfect exactly yeah which is neat good combos yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i look kind of russian i think Mm -hmm. um i don't remember where we left off and i kind of forget what i was going to
0: say <laughs> <laughs> you were just here when you're with it's like oh I'm going to I'm going to ask you something and it's yeah. going to be good <laughs> it's going to
1: be good yeah um yeah do you remember where we left? We just took a a short uh, Chris wants to make me a special uh, snack before I leave. Yep. It's very uh, you obviously you must have uh shared some nice meals traveling like I remember staying at a commune in Portugal and it was like, you'll love this. Um, yeah, we, we need to get more into our travel stories. Like, That's th- fun. <laughs> what did say? Yeah. Next episode. <laughs> Next episode in uh, in Algonquin.
0: Yeah. yeah. The call of the loon in the background.
1: Oh, I heard loons for the first time like last summer. It was like, what was that? Yeah. And I'm like, that was the most beautiful sound I've ever heard. It yeah, yeah. And, uh, so soothing. We, um, I stayed at this commune, this community in Portugal. It was really lovely, and I was there for three days. And I'm sure after, like, if you're there for a month, like it wasn't all paradise, right? And but the three days I was there it was really nice. And we would be out in the woods, like preparing things and collecting wood, and all you would hear this sound from the distance. You'd hear. Hello! and uh that was the sound for for lunchtime oh nice <laughs> and that's what they would do and so you be like nice lunchtime and yeah like oh, oh, oh yeah yeah and like a few people would do it and and so you you'd go back to like the main part of the community and we'd all sit in a circle we'd all sit on the ground and one or two people would make the meals that day there was like a schedule for the week and yeah, it was really nice. It was really nice to share. Like, that's something important to me, too. Like, I grew, I grew up, like, having a lot of family dinners. So, I uh, I had such a good time at the cottage this summer where we all sat down. And I'm like, oh, I'm on vacation. Like, we were sitting at the the, the dinner table. Everybody's eating and sharing nice stories. I just I didn't want to leave. I was mm-hmm. like, this is where it's at. Yeah. and um, But also... Uh, the last day I was there every Sunday or something they do a, a share circle that you were speaking of earlier and it was really nice they just went around the circle and they said if you don't want to say anything you don't have to and but if you feel like you want to share well, what you feel like is going well in the community or any feelings you're having that you want advice on or you want to share like and it was it was really beautiful and we went around the circle and it was a coming together thing like whether it's a meal or so that was a cool that's experience. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I, I wish uh, I I tried to do that with my family, like once a week when we were ha- having some issues. Like every Sunday, we would sit down and and regroup and uh, you know make make sure we we're all being heard and.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's very courageous and vulnerable of you. That's yeah, vulnerable. Special. Oh, here's a sorry to keep talking about. Yeah, we'll wrap this up in a minute. But do your thing. Um, It's uh, two things. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Oh, I'm going to forget. Okay. The vulnerable thing, um, because the other thing just came to my head. Do you know what? Have you heard of couch surfing before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever do that? Yeah. Okay. So, like, I know the the founder, I was reading a, a little bit about him, and he said... If you think about it, when people are opening up their homes to a stranger, how, like, vulnerable they are being, um, as well as the person who's, like, taking the risk to stay with the stranger. We're not really strangers. Yeah. We're all friends. Yeah. It's a great game. Shout out to We're Not Really Strangers. And... (laughs) You know, that's two vulnerabilities. Like, it's even vulnerable for him. He's like, you're coming into my house. Like, hopefully you're not going to, like, trash the place or whatever. Of course, yeah. Those two vulnerable energies, though, coming together, just like when you take people on the adventures with Driftwood Paddle, like, you both are bringing adventure to the table. And then it's, like, super adventure. Or it's, like, those vulnerabilities are able to really mold with each other and something beautiful happens um and yeah it's like i would say it's likely easier for like a guy to do couch surfing um you know unless a girl staying with a girl too um i found actually like m- more guys like i wouldn't get as many responses um on couch surfing when i was trying to stay with guys um but yeah
0: the that's interesting
1: yeah um and, and when I did, it was great too. Like you know, you I, I use couch surfing a lot, and I think yeah, when you, it's
0: simple, like when you're able to be vulnerable, yeah, you can comment. Go ahead. No, uh-huh. I just remember hearing one story. I, I, the thing is, I don't want to make like a bad name for couch surfing because it's not. It's amazing. <laughs> but I remember who <laughs> told me about the story. So they went and stayed, and like they got there, and the the owner was like. We, we just go naked in the house and it was oh, like okay. there's already another coach for those stairs like just the way it is man and so like the, get with it yeah and so he's like I just had to get naked and it was he said it, it was it didn't like at first it felt weird and it just was like normalized but just yeah it's just interesting I think that's like an extreme most like the couch serving that I've experienced has been amazing like not only are you getting to stay with someone local for cheap or not like usually nothing but also they're so open to sharing about the area which is hard to to get beyond the traveling yeah uh what to go to to like dive into the the local knowing uh so yeah special and I w- i've been a couch for like a host like up north which is oh very cool. cool and uh the one gentleman that came through he brought like a little barbecue with charcoals and, and had already marinated chicken like to feed like a lot of people and uh we feasted him and i
1: <laughs> that's awesome yeah it's great when you can be the the host too and give back and i had something i loved like so many people opened up their lives and their houses to me on the road yeah they would cook these authentic meals for me i didn't even know that was part of the exchange yeah i was like i just thought it was like a couch and like we would exchange uh friendship and and, um i didn't know they'd also give me energy to take home with me as like i would for them too you know what do you what do you uh leave it or what do you rocking with you what was the thing yeah yeah what you, what's sticking with what's you? sticking with you yeah yeah and yeah couch surfing is great and great way to I hosted some people in Barry which is kind of neat he's like mm-hmm. so what's, what's fun to do around here I'm like well, we could we have a cool park I'd take you to
0: Sunnydale Park yeah yeah I really like that and it is a nice park it and, is really nice um the energetic exchange like of being out like I feel like We need to thank people for the opportunity to serve so when someone comes to your place they're thanking you but you should also feel grateful to to serve them and to get to for that for them to give you the opportunity to like give of yourself because it's a really great feeling to do so and and when you change your mindset or change your perspective and your lens to that then you're not always worried about what am I like? I'm such a nice person. When am I going to, to get when when someone gonna do something for me? Because like then you have these expectations, and everyone knows that expectations lead to like unhappiness, right? Because uh, that's just not the way life works. Whereas if you have no expectations and you're thankful for the opportunity to serve, uh, as well as grateful for the opportunity to, to be served when when that happens then it just creates, like back to that word, it creates flow. And, uh, and it, it, you're able to cultivate love anywhere because you're able to, to recognize when some, when things are happening that are benefiting you, whether it's simple things like a sun or rain or whatever, but also when someone does something nice to you, holds the door, it's not like, oh, awkward, uh, they hold held the door open to me, now I gotta say something. It's like, thank you so much, but also that you have the opportunity to do things for other people. And it feels really great. And that's where that, that thing that came through for me was that giving is receiving. This summer, I, I realized that it's not a rain check for karma for it to come back at some point that you're wondering, when's this rain check gonna cash in? I did something nice for someone. It's it's the knowing and the understanding and the feeling that it's happening. Uh, like it's a reciprocity, like uh, immediate. It's happening at the same time, like as I'm sharing knowledge with you, you're listening and sharing love. It's, it's just happening. Like it's a massaging of energies and That's it's flowing. Deep. Yeah. 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 It's, <laughs> deep it's real massage. Yeah. It's a, a deep massage. I, I deep. just, I just
1: got that. Like, yeah, you, I, I was, th- was going to say, or yeah, I was going to say, or it already happened. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you're waiting for this thing to happen now because you did all these nice things for somebody. It's like, oh, well, like, you know, what about like the beautiful sunsets that you've been noticing now or like, that's just an example. And like, or the little things that you're not paying attention to, or you know, that, that beer that somebody bought you or whatever, like it, it's not always going to come in the same size or like, or who's to say like what's better than the other thing or greater and less. Um, that's really cool. It's actually like the moment, um, giving is receiving. Yeah.
0: Yeah that's what I felt, like, I, 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 it was a a situation where I really wanted this thing to happen, and I know, I felt, like, some resistance to the person wanting to receive, uh, it was, like, creating space for a good friend of ours to, like, to, like, play some music in front of, uh, his friends, his mom was there, and I had a recorder so I could record it, so I could give him these songs, but I felt like there was some resistance, and I was, like, a little bit more pushy than i usually am like he had already said he, he wanted to do it so i was like okay hey, i'm gonna set this area up da da." Uh, and then it was happening it was just so beautiful and you could tell you could see like just everyone appreciating it him really like enjoying like ap- appreciating him doing this and appre- and him really enjoying playing in front of his mom and my mom and my brother and his, my brother's girlfriend myself and I just felt so good and and this like it just like came through that this giving is receiving uh and like more people have thought of this before uh I'm sure but uh but it it was just such a beautiful impactful realization that yeah it's it's happening all the time and yeah I could could get into like my journey of like love and self-love and like and and again it it was like this this resource of love that we all want is like if we're open to it, uh, we put the, the lens on, and, uh, and we're receptive to receiving, and like we understand what giving it is like. It's 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 an unlimited resource that we can we can continually to cultivate and to give,
1: I and remember, it ripples out. I remember the author of the Untethered Soul. Mm. He said it's like chapter 3 or something he's like he's Mind like page yeah, 4 yeah he's like you know the trick to keeping your heart open all the time is to get this like not close it he's yeah. like and i was like i was like come on man like that sounds too simple like what do you mean and however i'm noticing yeah at, when you are have good self-awareness or like bodily awareness emotional intelligence when somebody if you're mad at somebody or something and they'll give you a compliment or something and as that energy comes to you and you know and i do it too like and i notice i'm having a hard time receiving it because i'm holding a a small grudge or something or i'm resisting because i'm frustrated like and Yeah. I, you know, I don't get, my friend said that the other day, He's like, I don't get sad very often or angry, but I get like frustrated, Mm -hmm. which, and I was like, yeah, I'm kind of like that too. And, um, but yeah, it's maybe that's as simple as that. Like really noticing when you're resisting and in those moments, like trying to receive that love because it's, even though they're, they've upset you or something, you know, receive it and deal with the upsetting issue at the appropriate time where you have a nice communicative conversation.
0: What do you mean? Like, so they've, they've created frustration in you. Yeah. And so where's the love? And and then they'll like
1: send you love or something. They'll like
0: give you a compliment or there, and you're kind
1: of like, you're annoyed because you're just frustrated and, and, or you're having a bad day or something yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're just like blocking the energy and like that's part of like your heart closing I guess and I'm pretty good at keeping my heart open most of the time i have noticed times though that I where I have closed it like whether it's family and stuff and and I've met a lot of people who who have lost loved ones like it seems like this common trend whether I'm like dating somebody or like a friend and you know when you meet somebody who's lost like a sibling or like a parent and if you still have your parents um and to put that at the front of your mind that like you know if you're mad at your parents or something or like you know really trying to tap into the presentness of, like, the quality of time and, like, you know, they're, they're existing right now. Yeah. They're part of your life. They're there. And, like, then you meet people who, like, they're gone. Their parents are gone or something or parent. And that's always been a good reminder for me. Like, when people tell me that, I'm like, wow, that really sucks. Like, that must be really hard to, like, live without your favorite person who, like, you grew up with. And they taught you so much and you shared mm-hmm. so many memories with, you know, that actually like propels me to to like want to touch base with my people i love even more where i'm like this person doesn't have that in their life or they might have it in a different role or a different person so it's like when my friend died too like 10 years ago and you know yeah it was really sad um it actually though like almost motivated me to live more and motivated our our friend circle Mm -hmm. to live more and like to appreciate life as much as we could and you were talking about that positive toxicity thing like and just I like to be optimistic a lot of time and I try and yeah bring light to every situation like when my and my uncle's a lot like that he's like kind of like Peter Pan too he like He's, like, 60 and, like, never grown up. And, like, but... my, my dad is, like, in a coma. Like, true story. He's, like, in a coma. Right now? No, no, no. Sorry. Like, he was in a coma yeah. um, a few years ago from a brain injury. And my uncle comes in. and You know, it's, like, it's a serious environment. Like, everyone's shocked and, like, don't know how to feel. He comes in and he's, like, making, like, being facetious is the word. Yeah. Like, making jokes in a serious situation, but in the light of it, it's like, you know, he was like, he's like, Lee, you gotta wake up and see the pretty nurses here. Like, come on. Like, you know, and we're kind like, part of us are like, if we didn't know him, we would have been like, come on, that's not the right time to be like that. But yeah. Like, look at this guy. Like he's, he's still like, has given some love in a way. Yeah. And, um, and everybody did something different, which was neat um but yeah you you can jump in it's just it's nice uh i don't know what i'm talking about anymore about uh the 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 love thing the giving and receiving like not trying not to close and even in tense environments like yeah of course there's times to hear someone and be there and support them and sometimes you just give them a hug and things like that and then there's times to yeah make sure we're focusing on what we can control and like I read that in, like, the Osho book. It was, like, something about, he's like, I'm just so glad to exist. And I was like, yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm existing right now. Like, you know, you hear alive a lot. Like, it's so great to feel alive. What makes you feel alive? You'd probably say, like, Mm -hmm. going on my adventure trips, right? It's like, but, but, like, I also exist. I Like, my body's working. Like,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm living, like reality as a human right now <laughs> yeah it's whatever that means yeah like, exactly like, and, and that's like a good
1: pillar to uh, that propels me like to yeah for sure but well, like yeah death is interesting death it's, like been a, it's been a it's been a common thing that i've kind of been attracted to Mm -hmm. that sounds bad but like something about it intrigues me and most people don't like to talk about it especially in this culture and and sorry to interrupt just quickly i also heard like most people when they think about you know what they believe in in life you know they start thinking about it and then once they get to death this is the beach the author of the beach said this once they get to death and their thoughts about oh what what is this life all about they kind of stop thinking about it yeah so like i don't want to think about that anymore yeah, yeah. but once you can you know get comfortable with death like be at peace then it it's it becomes intriguing but yeah go ahead like uh what's your how you feel about um
0: the yeah, opposite of existence uh, no, I think I was resistant to Free. it for a while. I think as most people are, I definitely noticed that within Western culture, there's a uh, like a distant distance or dissonance, yeah, uh, with it. Uh, therefore, I think unfortunately it causes that fear. Whereas, again, with traveling, you 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 notice how close people are to death. You know, they they see death the way that their funerals, etc., are run. As opposed to if I was to die right now. You'd call nine one one. A coroner or a funeral home would probably come pick me up, and and then that'd be it. You know, there'd there'd be no like really, like, spending time with the body or whatever. Like, not to not to say that that needs to happen. Yeah. But uh, but there's there's less of and people like spend time in a hospital before they die or in a hospice, whereas like people like stay at home in these other places, um, so. But I think that death is beautiful and it's not to be feared at all. Uh, that because you're again, it's like fearing those dark clouds on the horizon. Nice metaphor. Like, yeah. If you're just enjoying this moment and then when that does come to pass, like when the winds, winds of change our death, then it's just that's that's the time. Right. And you're not resistant of like, I didn't live. Uh, you are. You're like, I I lived. I was present and now I'm here. You You did what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I'm at the end of the video game. I beat Beat. the boss. Yeah, like I did what I was supposed to do. Exactly. I lived this life. Uh and so actually just recently at we I was at a festival and there's we were like trying to find a place to find a tent and and we went off the beaten track, uh, because we're a bit more me and my buddy Dan like to call ourselves scouts. We like scouting, and we found like an area with like a lot of just animal bones it was crazy like lots of beaver skulls so i'm not sure if there used to be a trapper in the area etc uh or if it was an area where like animals just went to die but uh, i'm assuming it was a trapper anyways uh we went back a a couple days later like during the festival and we had been dancing and in the rain we went back in there we thought we were both like drawn in there but also like it was like a respect reverence but also like slight like why in fear but like, we went in there and uh, we were like looking around and I just had an overcoming feeling of like I need to like make peace with death right now I need to reflect on it and I just chilled there for a second and what came through and like this is like not my like this is like yeah I don't need to justify it. uh, <laughs> but it's not like I just like hang out with animal bones all the time like I, my yeah. brother has a collection and that is really cool and it's not like he's like spiritual with them he just thinks they're really neat and I'm almost like oh they're cool but I have no really interest in them uh, and so this was strange and so I'm there and and it was just like, an, I'm like I need to make peace with death so I just chilled and I'm like first off that came through is it like it's beautiful death is beautiful it's part of life death is life and then it was like uh, it's a celebration and I really enjoyed places that celebrated death and I think like, even in our culture, I know we have to do the funeral home thing, but like just creating a point of like an open mic, like get up and tell stories. Yeah. Like, Cause like everyone has a different story of that person, you know, and like funny story. There's a reason why someone's at a funeral, right? So like share those. And like, it can be like a, five minutes or like, chances are it's gonna be like 30 seconds. You know, I remember him doing this. He was there for me when I had this, you know, they were there, there. Uh, and then it was just like, uh, responsibility to like take care of my mind, soul and body so that when my when I do come to pass that like the flesh and stuff that I'm putting back into the soil isn't of a toxic kind that the soil has to really work hard to decompose me like it's more pure so I'm eating healthier you know my cells are made up of more I'm also respecting life by taking care of myself and then also like my energies, my frequencies, what I put out into this world, uh, my way of looking at life, my the way I've treated people, my legacy, so to speak, my energetic legacy, is uh, is one that when it dissipates, it's only gonna continue to bring up the vibrations of the world. So it was a pretty deep five minutes or less. I don't know what the time was, but yeah, that's that's how I how I feel about death, and I'm very thankful because not only have I not lost people that are super close to me, I, I, I lost my grandparents, I lost some of my aunts and uncles, uh, but like I feel that I'm in a place that I'm going to be able to navigate it better. Yeah. And, and, and if, I, if it, I, I'm in the situation, the reality that I'm with someone that is going through that or myself, then I'm able to navigate that as well with them or with myself. yeah Yeah. beautifully said like
1: you know i when you're very when you can be really present with people you've made memories with people you've been through challenges with them you've learned and grew with each other and they're leaving pieces of themselves in you Mm -hmm. and you're doing the same for them and then yeah when they get to the end of their video game and you know they're going to the next level wherever that may be maybe it's back on earth maybe it's somewhere else who knows and you know being thankful that they were along for your your ride and a friend of mine likes to say like we're all actors on a stage and some people come into your life and they're there for a while and then they they pop out oh and I love that some people pop in and pop out just for some scenes and and yeah it's just always like yeah having that awareness when you're in the moment with people like <laughs> like I do that all the time like that's again back to being 20 and then being 30 when I was in 20 I don't think I thought about any of this stuff it was mm-hmm. just and I asked my parents like when they were 20 oh like you know what was that like like what, what were you thinking about and they they, they don't have answers yeah. they're just so present and they're like I'm like were you you know and and same with when I was 20 and then being 30, I'll, I'll, observe a lot more now, um, yeah. which when I'm with like a bunch of friends I and mean, everybody's, we're playing categories or something, we're having a great time. We're at a fire and I'm, I'll just like take a peek. I'm like, man, like even right now, like we're doing this like podcast, yeah. I'm, like this is a moment. Yeah. And it's like a classic Jeff. I'm like, this is a captured in time and we're all present and having a beautiful time. And, Absolutely. It, and life doesn't always have like, life will bring those dark clouds. And so, if you can just appreciate like he says it in the beach I won't bust out the line um, come on <laughs> he says okay he says and then uh, and then um, yeah I wanna we can wrap it up with uh, your painting of the moose <laughs> and uh, cause you seem like a moose guy and he, he says in the beach he says as for me do I still believe in paradise and he says, "At least I know it's not some place you can look for, because it's not where you go. It's how you feel for a certain moment in your life huh. when you're a part of something. Mm. And if you find that moment, then it lasts forever." Cool. And that's from the movie, and like I remember, it's at the ending of the movie. And I'm like, "Oh, damn!" Yeah. it's like yeah, going that's like, that's yeah, nice to leave you with, in, huh? Yeah, yeah, when you're when you're at your, you're with your groups and you, you paddle all day and you're, you're there and you made the food and you're all just sitting there and everyone worked really hard. And you're like,
0: you're like, we did it. Yeah. Like, Hell yeah. Each, each day is kind of like a life. Yeah. Like, um, I think, uh, like the sign that resonates with that quote with me is a, a good, a really good friend of mine, Jenya. He says that it's not a place to come from. No, it's not a place to arrive to. It's a place to come from. And that's like a paradise, fulfillment uh it's, it's somewhere within you that you're coming from rather than like seeking to get uh, there yeah i love it and it, it, we talk about it like with modalities uh as well like different things like yeah being a yogi it's not it's not a place to arrive to it's like a place to come from like some embodying like the, the the yogic mentality the philosophies believing in yourself you know and then yeah I love that. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Great way to
1: wrap it up with uh, CK. Yeah, Seaflow. Uh, Seaflow. With Seafoam. Uh, drip- C- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I hope I can uh, go on one of your adventures. It sounds amazing, and and thank you for taking the time to have an awesome uh, connection and a great talk. And yeah, you you do you see moose can the camera still the moose yeah can, do you see moose in the the wild on your trips absolutely instead? yeah absolutely yeah, yeah
0: i mean it's wildlife so nothing's ever guaranteed but we we have our spots that we uh, have some pretty good chances of seeing moose and some really cool interactions i've had some amazing times it's like spending time with the moose pretty close in my boat and uh or like one time with uh the girl i was dating and our two dogs it was really special we spent an hour with uh, with like this big bull moose like yeah it was huge and and it was like late august so late august about this time they've come back to the water to feed on the the roots of the water flora and so they're digging in the water and they're blowing bubbles as they're eating and this thing would like eat so much because they're eating like 100 kg a day like the <laughs> big ones yeah and uh, and then it would like they're, it would get a blockage and then it would go and it would just like echo all around. And we were like deep into the park, you know, it was, I think we paddled out the all in one day. It was like 10 hours, uh, the four of us, like the, with the dogs, including the dogs. Um, and so they're amazing animal. And, and now that I'm becoming more in tune with nature as I, I continue to spend more time, uh, I, I love their energy that it's, they're very, Calming and like people are often like oh they charge you like never even had like anything close to that I mean, I'm very respectful Of them, but uh, I feel the the energy and the strength of them, but also like the spirit and the the wisdom Especially hanging around a bowl. I feel like my testosterone and like wild man just Like just really flares up in a good way. Yeah, and then the cow in the, in the, especially in the spring with her her little calves, one or two usually is a, is very beautiful. Like how they navigate motherhood, but yeah, we they're they're like the biggest animal around us, and there's plenty of them. Yeah, nicely
1: said. Like even that painting, it's like looking into my soul and mm-hmm. imagine in real life. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah, having some nice long moments of just just sitting in your canoe and like observing nature
0: yes that's the, very uh, very powerful like health modality observe nature absolutely yeah. and everything like they're massive so we always think of like the big things as like being the most spectacular mountains uh the bigger boats etc but like yeah like you are talking about watching a ladybug earlier uh that it's all amazing you know these things are just they're big and so they're impressive and to be close to them and feel that big energy is cool uh, and, and that to actually look at them like not just look at them as a whole look at like the way their ribs are they're like the muscle like they're they're so lean as well it's, it's impressive like the hump on their back and like the males have uh, this this thing hanging down their antlers the fastest growing bone in the animal kingdom like yeah the it's very, very spectacular. Just, Al- Algonquin is like a sanctuary for wildlife. You
1: just bust, you get to bust out these fa- these animal facts, like, oh, yeah. uh, on your trip. That must be cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I told my uh, my friend, uh, I'm like, uh, I was hanging out with my sister's friends who have kids and they were their kids were like, Oh yeah, little Billy came home from school and was telling us about, you know, the cycles of mosquitoes and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome. I was like, I wanna have more conversations about animals and wildlife, like at my social circles at at the bar or wherever like and you just you get to do that on your trip you know by the way like that type of tree like it sends phyto insides and yeah like, that moose like you know it eats too much food and, and like yeah, it yeah. echoes
0: like that's that's so cool so it's special yeah yep nature is, is where it's at we all need to spend more time out there
1: yeah, yeah, where whether that's with going on a canoe trip, driftwood paddle, getting out on yeah. the lake, and going for a barefoot walk, you Definitely know, getting out grounding, all uh, eating outside, like 100. That's another really great thing. Midday eating outside. Yeah, you're like, like that's what we chest. did just now. It's like yeah. yes, I do. We're probably gonna be inside for the
0: next three hours, so like yeah. I do want to eat outside. Mm-hmm. It's important getting outside first thing in the morning. Uptakes uh, serotonin. Yeah. Which then turns into melatonin, which helps you sleep in the evenings. Being outside midday allows you to digest your food better. Oh, there's so much the circadian rhythm with like the sun waking you up. It's uh, there's so much to it. Yeah, it's really but it's very intuitive, really and uh, simple. But it's almost like we it.
1: need more. Uh sunroofs like the whole roof was just like a sunroof and you have to have
0: like some sort of shade to go over <laughs> well it's like that. if you're in an office setting otherwise like just get outside like yeah. my inner child is <laughs> you're
1: like Jeff just go outside yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> we need to like cut holes in our roofs and like <laughs> you know like how can I be outside but it, I've been honoring my inner child lately and so the, the, the big thing is that's come through is I like outside more than inside I Yeah, like outside more than inside so now like when I get up in the morning pretending like or not pretending i'm just honoring that inner child so i'm like brush my teeth getting in a cold shower then like getting outside and be like woo you know <laughs> <And> <laughs> woo <laughs> yeah Ow! yeah it's cool okay ama- yeah. ama- yeah. amazing yeah thank you man thanks for being here thank you so much yeah, yeah. i really appreciate this dude uh i will plug our company yeah go is i do before i felt bad but now it's more so like i think we do an amazing thing and and uh that we do we we are able to serve people and really create trans- transformation in their lives. Yeah, you've That's, created that. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is great. It's yeah, it's super special. So it's called Driftwood Paddle. Driftwoodpaddle Driftwood Paddle on IG, Instagram. Driftwood Paddle Algonquin on Facebook. Amazing. Yeah, and like we're super uh, interactive in regards to like the booking process if. If you have questions, by all means send us an email, we're happy to get on a phone call. We love to get on a a video call early on just to like understand- The specifics. Yeah, yeah. what the wants are for for us to understand each other's like, get a uh, a feel for each other's vibe. It's amazing, like uh, early days we would just go basic like email and trips weren't really getting booked. And then we started saying like, people started saying like, you need to do a video call or at least a phone call and it's like 95% of our trips book because I think we just have an ability to ca- connect with people. And we, we are excited. Like when we're planning an adventure, it's like planning an adventure with friends. And when people are like, yeah, we're going to book, we're like amazing. And then they're like, how do we pay? And we're like, Oh yeah, right. We got to charge you for this, like yeah. because it's just, it's like a friend calling up and like, Hey, we want to go on an adventure. Like you're in it's like, we get to go. Awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. it's 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 pretty special to feel that way yeah yeah congrats for like creating that
1: space for people and thanks for sharing it to the world and if you can get out to Algonquin uh, before the end of the season like mid-October I think you said and yeah yeah and then uh, next year like running up in
0: in May and yeah we have some trips early early May it's beautiful before the the bugs like there's a nice pocket there where it's really quiet. Just as spring is, sp- spring is springing, and uh, yeah, I mean there's beauty parts of every section, and we have gear for everything. Um, but yeah, there's still trips like open trips left this season to hop on, as well as like we're an outfitter, so we we equip people as well with gear that needed to, to thrive in the backcountry.
1: Nice, mm-hmm. I I think you're living your favorite life yeah and thanks chris for being on the podcast and thanks for uh thanks jeff for
0: creating pay, us
1: paying attention participating <laughs> and uh, what's yeah. the third one and showing up yeah
0: yeah oh it's my pleasure and honestly to reconnect has been amazing and like to further our friendship super special it's nice to to know that we're like following our our intuition and and who we choose to to spend time with and to like uh grow with uh so it's it's sweet I, I love what you're doing i'm excited to see you i'm uh i'm subscribed to to your life i want, I want to see where you go
1: oh subscribe to my life yeah. awesome i'm doing this new thing the double pump. okay yeah. <laughs> or the two <laughs> no that's the new thing yeah cool all right yeah we'll uh we'll uh, get to catch our secret uh, meal yeah, yeah the, definitely. To making. thanks so much yeah
0: thanks everyone for listening out
1: of All right friends, hopefully you learned something new. For more information on living your favorite life, head over to yourfavoritelife.com to connect and explore some personal development services. If you feel like leaving me a review, I'd love to consider your feedback. And if you resonate with this energy, follow, share with a friend, and subscribe. Remember, create a nice life. Be kind, be curious, and be creative. Catch you on the flip side.